Hail and well met, tardy adventurers. It is I, your illustrious dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Uh, apologies for being late tonight. Uh, we had some technical issues. So, anyways, we'll just kind of hop into it here. I am joined by our friends uh, and D&D players playing Ozal, the wise wizard. Zach. Jumbo babies. Joined by our illustrious paladin, shining in gleaming armor, beautiful, wonderful burn, played by Dean. What a Stolas, the wicked warlock of the West, played by yours truly tonight. Uh, Deanie is running a little bit late, so when when she uh, she gets here, we'll just lump her straight in. Yeah, she said she's just running a bit late, so she should be here any moment or soonish. Um, joined, not here. But eventually here, our angel in disguise, the one and only cleric who saves our lives, Marius, played by Max. Good evening, everyone. It is a pleasure to be back. And Stolas is the redeemed, not the wicked. Well, you know. This is warlocks things. Um, last but not least, our newest player, played by Badfish himself from the comments. You know him, you love him. Zolthus, played by Jay. Greetings, astral travelers. Oh, the roleplay voice. Um, yeah, let's hop into it. We'll roll the intro and then we'll do a recap. Zach. find ourselves leaving Yisgard. Now, we had a question last week about how the planes are set up and all of the cosmology of the planes. We'll get into that a little bit later. But as of right now, our heroes went to trial. Uh, they were acquitted of all charges, sort of, and given a task to fix what they had broken. Uh, some of our heroes got to meet their own gods. Some of them got favors from some fey pantry, uh, Fae people. I can't say pantheon because they're not gods. They're greater beings. Uh, and Marius was strangely missing. Enter the Rainbow Bridge. Ozal, you and your five compatriots plus two other greater beings are escorted across this flowing river at the very edge of the plain of Yisgard, looking out into this starry nightscape. You see a tall man, bronze of skin, cut back, kind of uh, swept hair, golden and black armor, whose eyes shine like the midnight sun. What do you do? Um, I will thank him for taking us from that place. Uh, I'll look to him and say thank you. It was getting a bit odd in the last area. This is uh, gods can be that way. Um, he kind of looks to your left, 
where Thepros has been kind of escorting with you, uh, shortly followed by Islington, the angel. Thepros looks at you, Ozal, and kind of gives you a sweeping bow, their wings stretching out to either side, feathers furling, and they say, well, I'm going with you. Do you know how to use what is left of your crystal? How to take people in to your space beyond spaces? I'm not sure. The crystal was damaged by Merlin and his companion. We had a battle of wits, and I'm I'm not quite sure what my crystal is still possible uh, capable of. Okay. Will you please roll me Arcana? Uh, sure. Arcana is going to be a 25. 25! Wow, that's a big number. Also, apologies to the chat. My, I've been sick all week, so my voice is all not great. Hey, it's okay. It kind of matches Ozol's dreary-esque tone for all of the terrible things that have happened over the last day. Or how much ever time has passed. Uh, you know that a willing creature and a willing participant wielding the staff attuned to it can create a mutual bond and they can be absorbed inside the crystal. Doing so does take a fair amount of time usually, but being that time A is flowing strangely in this place and B, you are dealing with an entity who is all about the manipulation of time, you think it could be done relatively exponentially faster. Do you accept their proposal? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, Thepros reaches out their lion-like paw and sets it on top of the crystal as it begins to glow with a pure blue light, uh, somewhat dulled by the charring of the crystal. And as they place their paw on it, you hear a sucking noise and then a pop. And they simply disappear from this plane of reality. Um... No additional lights chime through your staff, uh, but you know, it's kind of this inkling, this feeling uh, that they are with you. Wow, that was beautiful. Um, Heimdall points to the three of you in the, fr- or the four of you, sorry, in the front, and he says, I am sending you four to break into the earth. Breaking where? Brigandieth. They are a privateering company who is probably the closest thing to good you will get on this plane. Just simply explain that you are a friend of that asshole behind you, as he gestures to Islington, and they will take care of you. How good of people can they be if they're breaking in places? Well, (laughs) actions, dear Donbringer. Actions are what define a man. Hmm. I don't know why, but I trust you. Uh, he will walk over to this large, um, circular uh, device, uh, withdraw his great sword, and set it inside. In doing so, uh, you hear kind of like, I guess in our modern day, like the sound of like an engine, kind of starting out the wee as light explodes across the midnight sky. 
as the rainbow bridge activates and appears. Go ahead and zoom out, Zach, please. Uh, and he gestures for you guys to enter said portal. Wow. Who wants to go first? Uh, Ozal will go first. Okay. Go ahead and approach, Ozal. Burn spikes uh, ahead of Ozal. No, I'm just kidding. Make <laughs> an athletics you. check. Do it. No, you said it. It's no. canon. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Uh, Contested okay. athletics. Uh, you, 17, Ozal. baby. 17. Okay, hold on. Uh, athletics. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you trip me with your staff or what? There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Like pull him by his cape. <laughs> exactly. So like the Looney Tunes, like. <laughs> or the Scooby Doo, uh, where he's like running in place. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you step on, um, it's kind of like this cobbled ground, and you're, you travel from this like hard light creation across the Sea of Souls, which is just this flowing water filled with skeletons and, you know, fog of the dead that kind of overreached the edges of this, the plane of Yisgard. As you step on this um, rainbow bridge, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw as you're sprinting onto it. Ooh, I'm next to you, you got my bonus. Ooh, um, before Ozal steps on it, I will uh, do a quick, like sort of respectful head nod to Heimdall for uh, taking yeah, us he, this far. He smirks at you guys, being you're like jovial, like it's nice to see people who have character and joy. Oh, oh, and that one. <laughs> Wait, but I get you... Burns' bonus. Okay, so it's five. It's still a critical failure, though. And according to our new homebrew rules, there is narrative <laughs> oh, no. failure now for skill checks. It doesn't hurt you. What happens is, is you do not expect to drift across this rainbow road as your foot slightly kind of goes through this pliable magic and then it kind of reverberates and you begin to slide like you are on ice. In doing so, you just keep gaining speed uh, until you fall on your butt and skitter off through this portal through space and time. When you come to land, you will be prone. I can't move you layers, but yeah. Is it like? Way out here. Is it like when you see someone walking on a one of those like long escalators in the airport that looks like they're they're like walking normal, but they're moving super fast? It's like that, and it's like skating on ice, but they're you exponentially increase in speed, oh. uh, almost as if you get some sort of speed boost off of the Rainbow Road. There's my Mario like, joke. Um. Wow. Ah, well, I was trying. Burn, you see Ozal fall on his ass and then go skittering across <laughs> this creation of light and this portal that stretches off beyond the horizon. Um, you now have advantage on your dexterity saving throw as you step onto the bridge. Okay. Uh, advantage. Dex saving throw. Let's go. 24. 24. All right, go ahead and put yourself with Ozal to the right there. Uh, Stolos will take wing um, following Burn, being that they are friends. Uh, I don't have any sheet pulled up, so if someone oh, just wants to roll me. Right here. Oh. Yeah. Welcome, Dini. Hey, everyone. We are just leaving Asgard. Uh, will you make a dexterity saving throw as you enter the Rainbow Road? Ooh, okay. I made a Mario joke earlier, but... <laughs> it didn't go very well. 
right. I laughed very loud. I was just muted. Just, to, just so you know. That's all right. I appreciate it, Jay. Oh, perfect. Yeah, Kringlis, you come, or I'm not Kringlis, Stolas, you come to light, your talons kind of sinking in to the ground as you begin to pick up speed and skate your way across expertly. Um, Ozal tripped on his face. That's the other thing you missed. <laughs> nice. Um, there you go. Zolthus, before you leave, you are approached by your almost brother-esque angelic figure, Islington, who puts a hand on your shoulder and who says, we got you this far. Good luck. Thank you for everything. <laughs> Don't thank me yet. <laughs> and he kind of nods towards the road. He says, you better catch up to your team. They've already got a leg up on you. I'll be right behind them. Uh, yeah, go ahead and pull yourself over to the road, make a dexterity saving throw to see how you do, and then take off. And I slowly stroll up versus the uh, the sprint that the others did, and I give oh, a nod to Heimdall, and I uh, step on. You fucking smart ass. <laughs> God damn it. The tough guy slow walk, I love it. 16. 16's enough, yeah. You uh, just kind of stand on it. As it begins to slowly carry you across, as you <laughs> slowly catch up with the others, um, the road shortly after that deactivates and closes as Heimdall turns to you, Kranglis. He says, "Approach." Kranglis uh, approaches. He looks down to you and says. You, my friend, are headed somewhere else. <clears throat> and he rotates the, the hilt of his sword, kind of changing the rainbow road. It almost does like a flip, like flips over, inverting the colors. And he says, you will be headed to the flotilla. They will need your help, but they are in need of a craftsman. Your friends will join you at some point. I wish you the best of luck young creator and he gestures to the bridge awesome let's do this uh dexterity 13 oh 12 is what i was looking for so you just you squeak by it's the you do that thing <laughs> like where you try to step on it and it like one of your legs starts going and you're like almost get to the splits point and then you fully commit and then you kind of skate on by and that how our heroes depart. Um, Solas, Kringlis will be a temporary NPC. You may switch them out when you feel so, uh, and or when we dock with the flotilla when we get that far. But as for now, we're just going to continue with Stolas. Will do. Things change. Marius. Yes. Let's get you here. Uh, Zach, I'm going to have to pull a token on for you, huh? Oh, nope. Wrong one. Not that one. Sorry. Hold on, Ozal. These maps look similar. Forgive me. Okay. Can you see anything, Marius? I could not see anything. I see a hit point 
bar, but that is about it. Whoa! Yeah, one second, then I'll describe it to the team. Uh, Ozal, I'm just going to put you on the board. You're not actually here, but it's so our viewers can see. Oh! Oh my. Uh, you can zoom all fucking the way out on this one. Yeah, fucking Beerus. Marius. As you feel this flash of light overtake you and you leave Strahd's domain, you do not appear with the others who get to see their, their deities and their gods and their friends and are put through a rigorous trial. You are ushered to the Astral Sea. Floating on what appears to be the body of a recently deceased deity. Standing above him is a jackal-headed armored figure standing in space, not even like flying or anything cool like that, almost as if the laws of this plane do not affect him. With an onk on his chest, you are greeted by the visage of Anubis, who nods towards you. has happened uh, I feel severed Ooh, where where am I where is everyone else he kind of yeah. cocks his head to you he says do you not possess the power to tell which plane you are on young seraph no I, I am I am newly divine. I am still young for one of the spark. Mm. May I make a uh, religion roll to see if I realize what deity I stand before? Oh, yes. Right there. A 15. Um... I will say 15 is enough. You have a vague idea of who this is, although he is not talked about a lot. Um, with that check, I will also give you some more information. Passing, being that you have had two gods now that you have served, you know that Anubis is usually associated with the dead, but not the mortal dead, the immortal dead. He is a guardian of dead gods. He helps transition not only their portfolios of power, which is what defines a greater deity or a lesser deity, right? The realm in which they serve, the power in which they wield, but he helps usher them on past and distribute that power to the next. I will also have you make a perception check to see if you can divine which being you are standing on. The map is a hint. 27. You can tell it is missing its right hand, as if it was cut off, and both eyes. You get a strong sense of injustice from a being who is made of justice, and that he was a greater being. You stand on the dead body of Tyr. Lord Anubis, I see 
now that I have taken a moment to look at my surroundings, that we stand in the midst of what appears to be the fallen deity of Tyr. What he has knows. happened to him? This is... You broke the 13th Crystal Prison, unleashing Vecna and Merlin, who ravaged Saloon's temple for the Celestial Staircase, or the Infinite Staircase, I guess in mortal terms, a device which can travel between not only points in space across the multiverse, but through time. This champion attempted to stop them and was felled. Uh, he will kind of nod his head and take a seat and slowly the entirety of the world changes. As you enter the underworld. I have brought you for a proposition, Marius Rodari. You could not save the life of your accursed night mother. He gestures to his left. You ended the life of Vampyr with help from your team, of course. I will not unjustly give Burn the hero and Ozal the wizard their due as well. And you caused a calamity of a greater being to travel down my river. And the coin boys. Yes, Ozal. And the coin boys. While your friends weasel their way out of the upper plains, unfortunately, Marius, you do not get the easy road. Uh, behind you, you can make out a spindly creature that kind of looks like a vampire, but is a little bit more amorphous in shape. Uh, it is bound with shadowy chains that descend much deeper into a pit, floating in space. To his right, you can see this kind of faint, glowing shadow of the Night Mother. I offer you a choice, Marius. If you can help your friends succeed in writing what you have set loose, albeit accidentally, I will allow you to not only to descend to the form of Seraph, but I will allow you to become Warden of the 13th Crystal Mist, reforming that which you broke, giving you the power of the Night Mother and the responsibility to watch both Merlin and Vecna until eternity ends. So you charge me with re-imprisoning them? I do. Where have my friends been sent to? Back to the material plane, though it is different from when last you were there. How long has it actually been since we were there? The mists are strange in their ways. We always don't end up in the same place we began. From my calculations, 
And he kind of thinks. And he tilts his head. And then he chuckles. The wheels of Mechanus no longer turn. Time is no longer defined the way it was. I cannot give you an answer. That is not good. That is not good. What has happened to the land of Barovia itself? I, and he gestures to the Night Mother, hold it and its people in stasis. Should you succeed, you will be granted the portfolio of the Night Mother. That being guardian against the darkness, travelers on the road, and good fortune. You will be able to subtly influence the prison in which you are warden of. However, you will not be able to directly influence it, according to the laws of the greater gods. This one, as he gestures over to the Night Mother, lost the entirety of her faith base, and then bound herself to an immortal witch and was corrupted. And he gestures over behind you, and he says, This one is one of the dark powers, of whom I now have the pleasure of completely destroying in the pit. He will raise two fingers from his throne, and those shadowed chains around Vampire drag him down into the pit and out of sight. He says, should you fail, that is the fate that awaits you. Well, Lord Anubis, if I make, may make one request of this quest you're sending me on, I believe in the rule of three, and we have three fallen here. Would you be kind enough to grant me a, a shred of power from the one that you have just sucked below? As I believe I have redeemed someone that was thought to be irredeemable. And to grant me an additional power of Seraph in order to aid us in this quest. I suspect that there will be much to be done on the material plane to try and find Vecna and Merlin. And I will need every advantage you're willing to offer. He pulls out a scale and sets it on his lap. It balances perfectly. He will take a large feather and place it on one side and then extend his hand out to you and ask for your still beating heart. If I am to judge you, to give you power, Marius, then it is judgment across the board for deeds done, not done, taken, not taken. For I am not your deity. I am merely here at Helm's behest. Therefore, to grant you power, I must take something from you. the failed hero of the Night Mother and current shield of Elm. I believe that he will judge me fairly as you will, sir. 
and I will do as you request. As Marius pulls his plate to the side, he sticks his hand deeply within his own body to withdraw his own heart. Falling to the ground to one knee, he presents it to Lord Anubis. Marius, how many hit points do you have? 110. You now have a five left as the whole of the blood in your body begins to gush out from your mortal coil. Your heart does not stop beating, being that you are in the realm of the dead, but you do collapse prone as you present this heart to Anubis. He will take it and weighs it on the scale. Roll me a d20. Just a flat roll. I have rolled a seven. Okay. <laughs> what are the odds? Your feather, measured against your heart and deeds, the feather outweighs your heart. And you are granted an additional level of Seraph. For I roll the three against your seven. He will put the heart back into your chest, close your wound, and help you stand. Thank you, Lord Anubis. How may I get to my friends? He uh, just kind of nods and he says, Do not underestimate the power that I have given you. And then he flicks you on the forehead and you feel like you are falling back through space and time. Zach, go ahead and zoom all the way out on this one. This is a basic layout of the planes in Dungeons and Dragons. In the very center, you have the prime material plane. Thank you, Mark Pearson, for the super sticker. We love you, Mark. We miss you. Let us know what uh, character you want to have the greater enchantment, or if it's for two lesser enchantments. Uh, we also have Luna Legend in the chat getting a uh, between breaks of getting Jack to sleep. He really doesn't like to sleep these days. And Toy Mafia in the chat as well. Mark says, happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. Memory yes. Day. Memory Day. Uh, the three planes in the middle are considered the prime material planes. Although the Shadowfell and the Feywild are technically a part of the prime material plane, they exist outside of it. Outside of that, you have the elemental planes, that being air, water, earth, and fire. In some other editions, there are some demi-planes, which I did not include, because I actually don't know if they're 100% canon still or not. Outside of that, you have elemental chaos, the astral sea, the astral plane, and the entire layout laid out good on the top, evil on the bottom, law on the left, chaos on the right. Those being the four great powers that rule through Dungeons & Dragons. You, three, four, leave the plane of Yisgard and travel straight to the material plane. 
So Ysgard is a chaotic good slash neutral plane. And head what looks like through a sphere of a crystal mist to the plane of Toril, along which you can see the sloping sword coast as you hit the deck of a ship. Marius, you are released from the astral plane. And the same, you hit the deck of a ship. Welcome, players, to the Material Plane. Uh, I will have constitution checks from the lot of you, please. Uh, Ozal has a 15. Do I get burns bonus on that? You do not. No bonuses. You are prone as well. I got a 26. Do I need to roll that a disadvantage? No, sir. Okay. Marius has rolled an 8. I've rolled a 7. That is uh, Zophis. What about Stolas? Uh, Here we go. A 13. 13. Okay. Burn, you land on your boots. Boom. The first thing you notice is that you are on some sort of long ship. Very almost Viking-like. It has two decks um, with lots of oars. You notice six drow? Seven drow? And then a bunch of spirits that are rowing these oars. What would you like to do? Um, do I see my friends around me? Uh, yeah, they are translating as it speaks. Uh, you can kind of tell that they are kind of flickering in and out in this rainbow corona around the shape of their body. Um, this music is fucking bussin'. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um... I guess I'm just gonna kind of ready myself for whatever happens, but I'm gonna wait for my friends. You don't say anything to the. Give me a perception check, actually. No, I don't know who these people are. Uh, I know. Perception. There we go. A nat 20 with a 22. Let's go. I don't have my soundboard up. I'm sorry. This is Zach, if you, you know. <laughs> Nice. A warhorn? No, no. <laughs> That's hilarious, though. Uh, <laughs> you can make out behind you, these two nice gentlemen seem to be rowing in sync with all of. Why am I not? There we go. Uh, with all of the spirits. And you can see both their hands are glowing this ethereal blue and their eyes. And all of the heads, as they both turn to look at you as you translate onto the deck swivel to look at you while they keep rowing. Immediately you realize these wizards are probably conjurers and they have used spirits as crew members, being that they do not have a full crew, and they continue to row. The two drow below you draw swords 
uh, as horns begin to go off on the deck. Uh, Ozal, you translate next. Okay. Uh, you are prone. Okay. You look up and to your left and see what looks like a ghostly figure rowing oars. Okay. What These guys like here are the undead spirits above. Undead spirits. I couldn't find a cool picture, so I just sure, plucked sure, one sure. from over there. Yeah. Uh, and Burn, Burn is here as well? Just, uh, just me and Burn at the moment? Burn is standing there, you would assume looking confused, but he has a helmet on, so it's kind of hard to tell. Um, Ozal will use half his movement to stand up, and um, I guess, should we take actions at this point, or is this mostly just roleplay? Uh, it is up to you. How, however you would like to make your first impression on this boat that you have just landed on. Gut reactions, my man. Gut reactions. Um, yeah, I mean, all... these, these dudes just drew their swords at me, and I'm just standing here. They have not advanced towards <clears> you, but they definitely drew, being that you have translated onto their deck from nowhere. Ozal will point his staff at... Uh, can you flag, I guess, who's draw, who has drawn the swords, or who has the swords drawn? Uh, yes, that would be... Those two, okay. Yep, those two below you. And then the two wizards behind you just keep rowing. Sure. Uh, No one else has taken action yet. Uh, Ozal will point the staff at them and say, Who is the captain of this ship? Uh, From way down south, uh, map bottom left from where you're at, this nice gentleman, uh, who is responding to the horns but has not had a turn to act yet, kind of looks at you. He hasn't drawn his weapon, but uh, he nods as he hears your words. Just so I understand the layout of this map, this is the top story of the same boat that we're yeah. on? or Yeah, so go ahead and zoom all the way out. I, sh- I probably should have explained that first. Uh, okay. Yes, so at the top, the far left one is what the ship actually looks like. It is the topmost view. Sure, um, sure, sure. The like awnings and stuff and yeah sails. awnings right there are two spotters up top that are both aerocroca whom you can't really see being that they are actually on top of the sails the deck also heightens in the back and you can see there is a rudder operator and what looks to be a captain who is holding a compass and um some other like map devices sitting at a desk kind of charting his course as he stands to look at the people who have just translated on his deck you guys are on the main deck, um, lined by what essentially is oars and seats that are like uh, piloted by spirits and whatnot. Um, there are four, oh. five, six real drow, seven real drow on this yeah. deck, and the rest are spirits. Um, Ozal will say, uh, please sheath your weapons, we mean you no harm. I would like an audience with your captain. One of them tilts his head. And you hear them speak an undercommon across to each other. Do you speak undercommon? Uh, I don't think I... I speak abyssal, common, draconic, elvish. I don't believe I speak undercommon. Uh, Do you want to try a different language? Oh, I speak, I speak a lot of different languages. Uh, I'm looking for deep speech or undercommon specifically. Those don't sound familiar. Where would those... Bottom yeah. left of your character. Sheet. Bottom left, thank you. Um, Celestial Common, Draconic Giant, Orcish Sil- Sylvan. No, Undercommon. I know right. uh, Deep Speech. 
Oh, guess who's next to translate based on their 13. Uh, you say that, Ozal. Do you take any other actions? Um, I guess if they start attacking us, yeah, I'll, I would use an action, but at this point... They it have not like moved, but they yeah. are definitely... They are kind of talking back and forth to each other in a language you don't understand. Sure. Um, but no one has taken hostile action towards you. Sure. Yeah, um, I will... I guess hold a uh, telekinetic just to attempt to push them back if they... <laughs> nice. The railing on this deck um, is about three feet high. Um, just Perfect. enough. Kind of the seats sit under it and uh, are <clears throat> descended a little bit so you can get the full row action as they are um, piloting this longboat through the water. Sure. Um, Stolos, you are next to translate as you land right next to one of these uh, drow warriors whose blade is kind of drawn ready but kind of at his hip uh they are speaking an undercommon and you can see burn and ozal behind you uh, ozal has his staff leveled and burn you didn't draw your weapon right you're just holding your shield and kind of looking donbringer or are you holding your sword oh um no i did, i never drew my uh my weapon Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're, Burn Burn stands there confidently. How would you like to react to Stolas? Me? Ecstatic, my little owl boy. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Burn. <laughs> uh, I guess I I make a, a move toward like give Stolas my hand. Like, did he fall on his ass? I'm assuming he did. Uh, no, Stolas lands gracefully as they translate. Oh, okay. this Corona of light just kind of flickering into butterflies and sparks and evaporative colors. Okay. I guess I kind of reach my hand out, like come over here really quickly because <laughs> these uh, guys have their swords drawn. Yeah. Stolas is going to very quickly kind of step away from the sword man and he's going to stand in front of burn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you shift over one square. He does not take his attack of opportunity. Um, the gentleman behind you yells to the two drow in Undercommon as they all three begin to kind of look back and forth between the three of you and then the other two shapes that are kind of fuzzily being drawn in, uh, that being um, Zolthus and Marius. Would you like to say anything? Still lost. Um, what is your since, gut reaction besides stepping Since away? they were kind of talking just now... Uh, Solas does understand deep speech. Did he get any of that? Is it sort of related or? Sort of. You catch about every fifth word. Uh, the word that you catch specifically is interloper. What? <laughs> Wonderful. Um, uh, burn. Ozol. Uh, we are actively being perceived as uh, intruders on this ship. I think we need to keep calm here. We don't want them to think we're here to cause any problems. You understand these these guys? It's just a little. Um, they called us interlopers. Can you... <laughs> oh, go on. Ozo. Would you be able to get us a meeting with the captain? Uh, I'll try. Um... Do I, do I need to roll for that to see if maybe Stolas knows the word for Stolas, Captain? 
Why don't you roll me an intelligence check? Just like an intelligence saving throw. You're not being attacked or anything. Okay. Um, let's see. Intelligence? Where are you? Uh, there it is. An eight. eight. That's enough. I believe if you check plus your burns, character burn. sheet. Oh, yeah, plus five. Yeah, so 12. 13? 13. Um, if you ca- check your character sheet, I believe you have a telepathic ability to communicate with creatures. Do you not? I do have that, actually. Would you like to reach out and attempt to probe one of the mind of one of these warriors? Uh, yeah, I think it's worth trying to avoid Perfect. an incident. Um, I, I think you just do it, right? Is there a saving throw associated with it? You might have to read through it. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, let me, uh, let me see if I can read that if i can find it perfect um, i will pan back to you as i translate the other two sure um let's see zoltis you get a seven marius marius you're next you appear on the deck with a bunch of ghostly spirits drow uh three of your compatriots and one who is still translating marius falls onto the deck with a thud as he lands on his back and the chest plate of his plate mail lands beside him. He stands up, looks towards the party and around. His The front end of his tunic is torn right where his left pectoral is, and a four-fingered clawed black handprint is on his skin. He looks around. Where are we, everyone? Not quite sure, Marius. We've just landed on this boat just as you have. Are you okay, my <laughs> Marius! boy? Marius! Yes! <laughs> Burn is like totally like doesn't care about the situation. He's just excited that Marius is finally back. <laughs> he kind of looks fucked up, too. Ozal will uh, approach Marius um, in a very non-threatening manner, I guess. Just because like, those people have their swords out. And... Uh, just to make sure that he's all right. He's quite battered and beaten, and has a strange new symbol on his chest. You uh, are still at five hit points, for the record. I don't know if I. Ozal will um, ask, uh, "Do you need a potion, my boy?" I need some good wine. Is what I need in the night for rest. I went straight from the battle of Empire. To being before the Lord of the Underworld. And now I'm here on this boat. There's a lot going on. Whose ship is is. this? We're trying to figure that out, Marius. Trying to meet the captain, Marius. All all of like 14 seconds has happened. Um, And last but not least, Solthus, you land probably in a crouch, I would think. Like really predatorily, right? Well, I could dropping in out of the rainbow aura uh, into a, a and landing quietly with a crouch. Just Thanks. came from Target. Superhero landing. <laughs> Just came from Target. I thought about that, but I thought that might be too much. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Fantasy Target. Target. Um, yeah. Same thing as I have described the first three times. Um, Drow. Uh, there is a man walking down the stairs currently to meet you uh, from where you are at. The other people are going to take their actions here really quick. Um, 
the horn that went off came from the front. Uh, there are two drow north of you operating ballistas that face the front of the boat and face out, as well as a very large muscular drow below them, him being the blue kind of background one towards the very north, uh, who will draw his greatsword and take a step forward, um, issuing orders in undercommon. Uh, the captain will descend down the stairs and kind of pistol drawn. He has this flintlock and uh, rapier out and walks straight towards you guys as he speaks in common. Well, well, well. Interlopers. Well met, hopefully. Or not. To, uh... What pleasure do I have of having you upon my ship? Um, we don't really know. We were transported here. Uh, I am Marius Rudari, Shield of Helm. Uh, and these are some of my friends. We have, uh, as I gesture over towards Ozal. Hello, Ozal the Wise. I will... Do a bow. Burn Dawnbringer. I just stand there. I'm Stolas. And Marius kind of moves his hand over to the new gentleman and with a questioning stare looks at Zothis. I am Zothis Moonglade. He nods. He says, interesting. We have heroes... He kind of says it ironically, and you hear the, the other drow kind of cackle aboard our boat, two of which serve beings that no longer have power in this reality. As he kind of shoots a glance towards Burn with your giant silver eye patch and dragon symbol across your chest of, of uh, Bahamut, and then to you with the hand of helm that is stamped across your shield. Uh, he will holster his pistol and give you a slight bow. He says, I'm Captain Durden. You can call me D. Come. And he kind of gestures. Uh, he's like, let us go below deck and talk. Um, he does something with his hand towards the other drow. Do any, does anyone want to make a perception check? Of course, I will. Actually, Mario is better. Uh, I can give it a shot. Eleven. Sorry. Twenty-seven. Uh, oh shoot! With ten feet of burn, dang. <laughs> Got a nineteen. Nice. Just remember, we can give Marius a bonus, but rather than us all rolling, just for future, how do I do this? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Where perfect. Do I click today? Uh, on your character sheet, there is a a skills column. Just click the word perception. Uh, okay, I see it. Bam! Ten. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, no problem, dude. That goes for all skill checks, and then saving throws are above it. So if I ask you to make a saving throw, I gotta do is click the word that I ask. So like wisdom, strength, that kind of thing. Um, Marius, you have a keen eye, a very keen eye, for things. You realize that he is speaking with his hands in what you would assume is some sort of drow sign language. Um... 
the other warriors on deck will sheath their swords and go back to rowing. Uh, he will snap towards the bow as the navigator gives him kind of a um, like a salute, and he will continue piloting the boat, and he will head below deck. As he turns away, I will uh, just quickly activate my divine sense to look around and see if any of these other creatures besides the spirits themselves are undead or evil beings. Just curious yeah. as to what we've got ourselves into, and does this captain uh, himself show with an evil hue? You know, that this is going to be a very interesting interpretation. Um, you're confused, because the world around you perceives even just the ocean that you're on as oppressive and evil. It's almost like the air itself has a stench to it, a foul, primordial evil stench. The people around you ring with good good music, but it's kind of off-key. But no, they are not innately evil. So you are actually quite confused as this reading comes back to you. Typically, your divine sense is very cut and dry. People who are good ring with church bells, right? People who are bad smell like rotten eggs. The sense of good in this reality is much, much more complicated. Hmm. But he didn't shoot you. Interesting. Um, Ozol would like to, like, as we're walking down, he'll cast uh, Detect Magic. Um, just want to see, I know there's like a Phantom Steed spell that Ozol can cast, but I want to see if the uh, Undead Spirits are created by a magic effect or a magic item that's creating these uh, people rolling. Awesome. That's great. You get the sense of two things. One, Conjuration. These spirits are not all conjured equal. In fact, half of them are just a torso with arms uh, animated in a repetitive motion that seems to be in tandem with the wizards behind you. As they pull, the spirit pulls with them. The second one that you get is necromancy, as if a little bit of, like, uh, I don't want to say human, but potential humanoid creature was taken to create these constructs. Uh, but yes, it is very much like a phantom steed spell or like a unseen servant spell, but on a much greater scale for a much more specific reason. Um, you can tell that each of the wizards on this deck control the ones on either side. Uh, and it is a continuous ongoing effect and they, they look exhausted as well. Does, um, does Ozol have any idea, I guess, from this spell or just from an Arcana check, how powerful these wizards are? I guess, like, uh, like an approximate level of yeah, kind you of could skill they are. Oh, mm. I'm going to say that's more. Of an I guess my, insight, I guess my, right? Because you're yeah, trying to probably. sense, right? The spell itself is not a very complicated spell. It is. A form of conjuration. That's all I want. Sure, I guess. I guess like you can look at someone doing something and kind of see if they're really competent at doing it or if they're not. 
Yes. It I guess I'm trying to get an idea of like how, where we kind of fit on the totem pole on this boat. Much how you are very proficient in divination, they are very proficient in uh, conjuration in necromancy. Sure. Okay. So yes. You think I'll battle continue. prowess? They're probably not like battle. They're not evocation wizards. They're not going to be throwing a ton of spells. But in terms of like necromantic strength or conjuration ability, they are very proficient. Sure. Okay. Um, I will uh, follow the captain. I guess this is the lower level here. Yep, that is below deck. So you head straight back uh, and down. He kind of leans against a pole and gestures to these seats for you guys to sit on. And this map's a little janky because this boat's really, I don't think, not really meant for battle use. But So even if you're hanging off the edge a little bit, we're going to give you some grace. So, uh, What are the, the rest of you? Stolos, you follow. Ozol, uh, followed by Marius. Solthus and Burn, anything from you guys? I, no, uh, I'm, I'm just happy we're not in any danger. <laughs> Not immediately. So, checking in with the uh, chat. So, uh, Mark Pearson, um, Stolas got the um, greater enchantment. Uh, nice. Brandon says, hey guys, keep the kick-ass D&D campaign going. I hope Burn throws someone on board. Ozol's looking like he hasn't aged today. Must be all the ports in. How dare you? <laughs> and uh, Bathurst says, must be all those luck rolls. And then Mark Pearson says, feeling like 20s all night. There you go. God Thank you guys damn. for tuning in. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, there are no barriers. The white lines are just for you to um, delineate what level of the ship you're on. Um, so, Burn and Zolthus, you can stay up top or you can come down. It's up to you. Uh, well, Burn heard the guy tell us to go down there, so I'm going to follow. Okay. I quietly uh, Burn, follow the group as well. Burn, there's, there's something that stands out to you very, very quickly. Uh oh. You're a big man. You're physically strong, but also physically large. This is a ship made by elves. It's going to be a tight squeeze. Uh oh. <laughs> you can fit by 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 all means, but yeah, yeah. It's Ozo, like cast uh, trans. What is it? Uh, transform reduce. into something. <laughs> um, I'm gonna waste that. Some burn. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I think you... he has a spell for that or a potion in his inventory for that. Ooh, maybe. I don't Put know. on his hat. He's got his hat. Is does that help the hat of this guy? No, it doesn't actually change his size. Oh, it, okay. He can change his appearance, but it's it's like a an illusion thing. It's not an actual like physical thing. Uh, I think the only potion I have is the potion of flight. <laughs> nice. Hey, that might save your life in this situation. I know. There's lots of water. Yeah. Um, you you look out, Burn, as you're kind of walking towards the lower deck, and it is just open ocean as far as the eye can see. Uh, it is a somewhat muted day. It's cloudy. There's not a lot of birds. Uh, the drow kind of just look at you, not with disdain, but more curiosity. Uh, I doubt that they have seen a what would be a human to their eyes, or being that you're, you know covered in armor uh, of your stature as you make your way below deck. I'll just toss you down here. Oh, maybe. There we go. Yep. Um, he gestures 
to seats. He's like, forgive me. It is somewhat cramped on our boat. Um, and he he's not quite sure what to do. He's fiddling with uh, what looks like a, a piece of paper, and he's writing relatively quickly on it. As he's kind of looking up at all of you, uh, up and down. And based on your passive perceptions, you assume he is writing a letter about your physical description and demeanor. And he will kind of fold it and slip it into his pocket and then pull his hand back out and continue to lean against uh, the lower mast down here. And uh, he gestures to you, you guys. He says, I, I have questions. I feel it is only fair if we trade question for a question in good faith. Would you agree to such a bargain? Well, that sounds quite fair. He nods. Says, now, you can go first. My first, then, is may we start this with a bottle of wine. <laughs> he smiles and he says, Unfortunately, I do not allow alcoholic beverages on my ship. Quite the um, shame. Have to keep them I, in sharp. I believe that means it's your turn. He says, How did you come to be on my vessel? We were sent by Heimdall on the Rainbow Road. Make a persuasion check. As he, he just, he laughs and laughs and laughs. Not lying. <laughs> I'll do a well, persuasion check. Yeah, okay. What? I'll, yeah, I'll, persuasion. I'll, I'll, I'll assist him so he okay. can have advantage. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead and do an advantage. Uh, persuasion is going to be a four. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow, that was a two and a four, by the way. He laughs so hard, he's crying, and he kind of wipes his face, and he says, Okay, uh, okay, we're, we're telling sailor's tales. I once caught an eel so big it dwarfed my ship. And he kind of leans back on the pole. Uh, he gestures that to you. That is the truth. Uh, Ozal will ask him... Um, let me ask this, Cody. Uh, time in this realm is—is is it like standard years or like what? If you ask someone like what year is it, is that like an odd question? Um, yeah. So in in theory, in Dungeons and Dragons, there is a timeline. Um, I guess yeah. I just want to know what year it is to gain a, a bit of knowledge as to how long we've been gone. Present day is between fourteen ninety five and fifteen hundred. About the time you left would have been in, like, the 1480s. Um, the hard so thing that. about that, as you, as a, as a chronomancer, as part of your ability, um, you can divine the flow of time where you're at. It's just like an innate arcana ability that comes with chronomancers. And while it feels like the flow of time is standard here, you also can feel tendrils of divergence that time has been altered and reweaved in different ways. So yeah, because while... we had thought it was like 50 years. Yeah. So while that has changed, right, from when you think you left, the actual timeline has changed itself as well. So it's more like 100 years total that have, quote-unquote, passed or been, like, written and then rewritten and then written and then rewritten, right? To create so I guess the captain... Timeline. The captain would answer with just like a year, and yeah, he'd would... say fifteen hundred. 
I'll turn to um, Stolas and Burn and say, we've been gone for quite some time. About 100 years. A hundred years? Captain, it's your turn. Tell me, have any of you heard of the Emerald Armclave, the Harpers, the Lord's Alliance, the Order of the Gauntlet? Are you a part of any of these societies? The Zintarum, even? I can't say that I'm familiar. Perhaps my compatriots know. I, I have heard of them, but uh, I was never a part of any of those organizations. I am a part of the uh, the Vistani people. He kind of quirks his head and he says, I'd be interested to hear about them, though I have never encountered any Vistani. You look human to my eyes. Although we I are. suppose you all look human to my eyes. And then he kind of looks at you, with your exception. And then he gestures to Zolthus, and yours, of course. I'm Arcadian, but for all intents and purposes, yes. He kind of nods. He says, well, good thing you're not a part of those orders, because they have been utterly annihilated. So, no bad news for you. Your turn. <laughs> I'll look to the party and see if anyone has any question. Where is what? your ship heading? Oh, that's what I was about to ask. Dude, I was going to ask that, too. Uh, he will tap the, the end of his nose and shoot you a wink, and he said, finally, a good question. We are on a mission. Now, he pulls the letter back out from his pocket, and he says, excuse me. And this time it's in an envelope with very elaborate writing, and you would assume the language on it is probably undercommon. Uh, he'll pull it out read through it, smile to himself, and then tuck it back into his chest pocket instead of his waist pocket. He says, Does also glance any of that? Like the text? It's all in undercommon. Can you read undercommon? Or are you just trying oh, to but write I can it write, it, write it down and get it to Stolas? Yeah, sure. Um, oh, man. Maybe intelligence? Just make an intelligence saving throw to, like, remember. 19? Perfect. Yeah, go ahead and jot nice. that down somewhere so you can ask me later about it. Um, he kind of looks at you and he says, we are the privateer company known as Brigandiers. We, oh, where to start? We are currently on a route to intercept. Uh, he kind of said, there's really no way of talking around this. We are on route to intercept a goblinoid vessel on board, which is a contact who may or may not have information about the Dragon Cult's current plans. Uh, we believe this to be a slave vessel, and we are on watch for Dragon Riders. Things are either going to go very, very smoothly and easily, or terribly, terribly wrong. However, should you agree to help, I will bring you to the Privateer King. And you may ask him as many questions as you would like. And or, you may join our organization. Um, does anyone have a question? If not, I have one. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I will ask the captain. Captain, how can we be of assistance 
in this journey? There are two things you can do. One, follow my command. This is my ship. I am in charge, though I am open to ideas. Two, do not fall overboard. I do not know that my men are strong enough to haul some of you back up. He kind of shoots a wink towards you, Burn. Seems easy enough. Um, I did have a, um, I guess, a follow-up question, unless he wanted to ask us another question. Uh, he will abstain. Go ahead. Um, I guess I just want to know... It seems like the ship is very much not for... Like, I guess, where, where would the quarters be, if any? How do, how do you phrase that to him? The ship seems to be very utilitarian. Is there any quarters that we may set up to rest just briefly before we join the expedition? Yes, you are on board the Wave Cutter. Typically, we are sent for medium to long range missions in which we do not rest except for time for our wizards to recast their spells and continue on with our somewhat ghastly crew. We dock with the Abomination once every three days, and that is our flagship, where we have quarters, rooms, and storage. These vessels are meant to be light, fast interceptors. There is not a private quarter, though, if I may, and I do not like to presume, you are dressed as a wizard. Do you not have disposable magics of your own that you could use to create such quarters? I do. Is there a suitable space that I may begin casting? He just he gestures kind of back towards the stairs, and he's like, I... uh... There is not a doorway in here, though. It was all for you to use your key. Say, I have quite a preponderous question or for you there. Those all on the interworkings of your magic. Yes, if my were, boy. If you were to place a dimensional pocket in an area that is moving would we reappear where the space that you placed it originally or would it follow the ship it should okay. follow the ship we've cast it before on the prima vista yes I believe the it rope trick the rope trick is stuck to the plane and space in which you cast it in if it is cast on a moving vehicle like the prima vista it does in fact stay on the surface that it was cast on. So if you cast it at the bow or the stern of the ship, right, and you climb up the rope into the extra terminal space, it will stay on the bow or stern of the ship where it was cast. Now, if the ship capsizes, that's a totally different story. You will reemerge into a sunken ship. Does that make sense? The door, the portal, if the frame is there, right, it would still follow the ship. Correct. Yep, it would just be where you cast it on the ship. Sure. And you said there's no doors at all on the ship? There are no doors. Even to enter or exit the stairwell? Correct. It is just archways. Do we have any spare wood? Can make a door? <laughs> we, Wait, have the, we have the wood, <laughs> the wood shards from the door from like 12 episodes ago. You need a folding door, Ozal. That's what you need. Yeah, basically. Um, 
Yeah, no, I don't. I can cast Rope Trick. That'll give us a short rest. Yeah. Okay. Or we can, we can even just long rest on the bow. It doesn't need to be, like, super comfortable. Right? It's up to you. It is craft quarters, as is. That is for sure. Yeah, I mean, just being on a boat might be pretty relaxing. Just hang out. If you're trying to have a private conversation, if that's what you're trying to divine, you can do that in a, you know, like in the stairwell. Grand, I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to have a private conversation. I just, I don't know if we were going to rest, long rest in the portal. Yeah, it's oh, oh, you can cast your portal too. It takes like what, like an hour or ten minutes? Ten minutes, if you want to cast it. But there is no door to create a permanent portal with your key. If that's what you're asking, or a temporary. No, I just wanted to key. make it. I'm confused. I can cast it or yeah, use you, a key. You translate a door. So you, you plant your staff, right? And it creates a pathway, which you can use once per day. Oh, yeah, I'll just do that. To your extra planar space. Okay. Yeah, I'll just do that. And then Marius would be able to uh, perhaps provide food. I never, we never really clarified if there's actually food in the extra dimensional space, but yeah, we'll we do that. find out. It's changed since last you were there. Yeah, Ozal will, uh, I guess, go to the seems like no one's at the rear of the ship yeah and uh excuse me begin casting the portal for the day okay uh the captain will dismiss himself and he says if you have further questions i will uh be on the captain's deck navigating i will let you know when we uh reach our rendezvous point And he will kind of shuffle past you, kind of push his way through some of these primordial specter oozes, creatures uh, that reassemble. And, uh, yeah, clamber out. Uh, Ozal, let's start with you first. Sure. You create a doorway. Uh, Don't move too much on that map as I am loading in. Okay. I gotta switch songs here really quick, sorry. Uh, do you wanna give shout outs in the chat? Uh, yeah, Luna Legend says the baby is down, success. Spatfish says, what year is that? <laughs> what year is that? That is not the vibe we want here. better you cross into the portal and it is much different than the lush green homestead tower that you had it is a fractured jumbled mess as you cross over how would you like to proceed and or do you allow your friends to come in with you currently um is it dark i guess like i i have like a radius around me oh um let me see if i can reveal some of that for you daylight's on there we go there There we go yeah i I will allow the party to come uh ozal will yell out uh magnus you still here my friend you look across this expanse of destroyed Arcadia, much kind of how you found it the first time. 
as you see Magnus floating in a purplish aura, not moving. And Theperos kind of sitting at the base of this portal. Or sphere. Is, um, I guess, is gravity normal here? Like, do I just float or do I just have to, like, jump between these things? You tell me. You want to... This is this is a reflection of your shattered mind. Uh, Ozal will take a. Um, uh, he has like some steel bearings from uh, Terrace. He'll take one and, I guess, see what happens if it falls to the ground or if it is able to float. Let me ask you this: What are you expecting to happen? I just don't know how I'm supposed to get from there to there. You tell me. You you throw this 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 ball bearing out. In your mind, what do you expect to happen? Do you expect it to fall and roll? Yeah, off? I expect it to float. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yes. As you kind of pitch it off into this void below you, uh, it floats and then begins to slowly sink. It's like moon gravity. You relatively could easily jump. Boom! 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 boom. Now, the question is, as you are moon jumping across, do you want your friends to enter behind you? Um, I mean, yes. I, the point was for us to rest here, but obviously I wasn't okay. expecting this, but I had already instructed them to come, come through. Burn. Yes. Marius and Zulthus translate. Zoltis, this is your first time. Uh, as I say, do I have to come in? I just met these guys. You don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> I'm kind of joking. No, I'm going to join it. We don't like this I'm guy joking. anyways. Um, <laughs> yes, Ozal, I join guy. You said that um, there's just a purple force field around Magnus? Kind of, yeah. He is free-floating within this purple sphere. As the uh, rest all... of you enter, it is not how you expect it to be, except for maybe Zolthus, who doesn't know what to expect. Sorry, Ozal, go ahead. Um, Ozal will say, Magnus, what has happened to this place? He does not respond. Uh, Ozal will turn to Theperos and say, What has happened to Magnus, Theperos? Merlin said he cursed him for the third time. I would presume this would be that curse. Theperos does not respond. Their paw is touching this purple aura, and its head is lifted towards the heavens as its eyes glow with the same purple aura as this field. Um, Ozal will telekinetic to push them back five feet. Your spell fails. Spell okay. effect. Excuse me. Um, can I roll an Arcana check? Yeah. Arcana check is a 16. You would assume, uh, this is is a little bit above your pay grade, first of all. There's not a lot of things that are kind of above Ozal's pay grade at this point, uh, except for maybe like greater magic items. But dealing with Merlin, who definitely sent you in a downward spiral with everything that has happened you would assume whatever curse has been placed upon him has caused him to retreat deeper inside the crystal. 
and that this field is a barrier for your physical limits, but not necessarily your spiritual or mental limits. Um, hmm. You can table this too. You don't have to do it right now. This is still a safe place to rest. It's quiet. There's a swirling star-like void below you. And there are plenty of rubbled asteroids of Arcadia for you to sleep upon. Or rest. Yeah, Ozal will gesture to the party and say, I'm sorry it's not what we expected, but this appears to be a safe place to rest. And I'll say to Marius, The captain said we couldn't have wine on his ship, but this is not a ship. And uh, gesture to them to, uh, I guess, kind of take refuge in this uh, spherical, or the cylindrical platform that we're on. Yes. Um, Ozal will also begin um, sketching out the um, common, or uh, lower common, uh, thank you, undercommon, and uh, pass it to uh, Stolas. And say, the captain looked at this and laughed once we first met. Perhaps you can tell me what it means. I'll certainly take a look. And then uh, Ozal will, I guess, just uh, cast um, Find Familiar uh, for Vor, and then begin resting. Okay. Before we uh, Um, move over, Zothis asks Marius, are we in this old man's mind? No, this is uh, a respite of sorts, a plane that he is able to create from time to time. Ozal is a master magician, uh, a divined wizard of sorts. Uh, he's very powerful. But uh, why don't we head over this way as Maris will begin to just start hovering and float his way over to the, the respite spot. And with that, he pull, produces a bottle of Red Dragon Crush wine from his pack and a couple of glasses. How many of those do you have left, out of curiosity? Two more bottles. Doesn't Marius also have the ever-flowing like decanter of wine? No, that would be burn. Yeah, but I don't think I have any more. That was a... Uh... No, 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 no. In the... Um... In the Amber Temple, Marius, you got like a some sort of a rare Vistani Ooh. artifact. I did. I gave it back to the Vistani people. Oh, you did. People. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Yes. Um, um, Ozal will gesture to... Um, sorry, Brian. Ozal will gesture to Zothis and say, come, my friend. <coughs> Excuse me. And by the way, uh, you mentioned your name was Zothis? Yes, Zothis Moonglade. Why tell have us about you yourself. joined the group? As I uh, feel a bit more reassured after Maris's explanation, I hop on these uh, blocks, floating blocks, and uh, make my way to the group. And uh, I explain as I've joined you, I've discovered that uh, with your powerful group, you defeated Strahd. And speaking with my somewhat brother, uh, Islington, uh, we were discussing how 
your group could possibly help in my cause. And you're a group of great, uh, renown. great renown, yes, great renown. Young man, what would that cause be? Um, it's one that is of in motion, but uh, I'm hesitant to reveal all at this time. You are, I'm still new to this realm, this world, and there's a lot, there's a lot of things transpiring all at once. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Ozal. Ozal the Wise. Ozal will pull his um, cloak down and bow and point to Vor and say, this is Vor. He is a friend of mine. And then he will gesture to Burn uh, to introduce himself. <clears throat> I am Burn Dawnbringer. Paladin. Man of many talents. Gestures to cut peace. You're so Men very want to large. be him. Women want him. <laughs> He's the, the most, most interesting, interesting man in the world. <laughs> there you go. I uh, once turned into a dragon. That's pretty cool. You missed it, but uh, good to have you on the team. I once turned into a great ape and a tyrannosaur. Should have been there, boy. I rode him. It was pretty sick. Solthus, make a make an insight check. Is that under skill? Yeah. Uh, Thirteen. You definitely get some cohabitation vibes flowing between these two specifically. Ozal will say, um, I've known Burn since he was... And he'll kind of point... Or, um, you know like when you're showing like how tall a kid is, you kind of like put your palms like parallel to the ground and say... I've known Burns since he was about yay tall. He's like a son to me. Ozal's been old as long as I've known him. It's it's true. <laughs> when you're 11,000 like years old. Such a beast. <laughs> it's pretty sick. And um, then there's Stolos. That would be me. He might be a little um, hesitant to talk to you, Zothus. Um, he's not quite fond of elves. I mean, I, I could have told him that myself, Burn. Well, I don't know if you even wanted to speak to him. <laughs> With his elf ears hearing all of our words. You know, before I forget... Marius, that bottle of wine you're about to drink is technically a century older now. And one of three in existence. Perhaps so, uh, forever. Enjoy it. <laughs> Two and a half, I would say. But uh, Marius will step forward. Zothus, and he holds a cup towards you, partially filled. And you look at him, his eyes flare with a blue hue, as I divine sense Zotus. Does he come off as an evil person? 
Ooh, Sultus, what's your line? Hold on, actually. Um, it's loading. A uh, neutral good. Neutral good. Yeah, yeah. He smells like roses. And welcome. Uh, what what are your talents, young man? Well, actually, I guess I should ask. How old are you exactly? Uh, depends where you're counting from, but 457. Hmm. Well, you're Apparently. definitely my senior. But what talents, pray tell, do you have? Well, I've, let's just say I know death. I have can commune with the spirit world and I am well attuned to the abilities of stealth and attacking those on their weakest points. We once had a compatriot who had similar skills. Those all kind of kick the uh, dust and say, we miss him. In reference to Terrace. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. <laughs> no, because he was also an elf. <laughs> yeah, wait till you find out what happened to our last ranger. Osal will explain to um, Zothis and say, this dimension was once a beautiful place, but the crystal that I have in my staff has been fractured, and it seems so as this realm. <sighs> Stolas, have you had any luck translating? Uh, Cody, what can Stolas get from this sheet? Uh, Stolas. Please roll me investigation or another applicable skill, perhaps insight or not really perception. Yeah, insight. 22. 22. The written language shares not as many similarities as the verbal language, but you can make out certain inferences of the root language, almost like looking at like Greek and Latin roots to English. Uh, you get the tone of the overall letter seems to be sarcastic and jovial, and you can make out a name at the bottom written in common as well as a symbol. Um, really, the only thing you can pull off of it is happy to have them. And the name says Jarlaxle Bayonry. The symbol of which looks like a large plumed, like, pirate's hat with an eye patch. 
Uh, Zolthus, no. Drow do not speak Elven. They specifically speak Undercommon, Drow, Sign Language, uh, or Deep Speech, depending on the situation. Okay, well, I'll... It's applicable to everyone. Sorry. I'll have uh, Stolas uh, relay that information to Ozol. Um... Ozol will take note of that name. Can you put it in the... Um... Uh, Does that name sound familiar to anyone here? I will allow you to make a history check, although it will be quite high, being that it is dealing with drow. I do not uh, recognize the name. By the way, does Zothus take the glass of wine that's offered to him? Uh, I ain't got no fucking clue. Uh, Jesus Christ. Trying to find the mute. Uh, I do. I grab the. I take the glass, and uh, raise it with them, and smash my smash my glass with Marius. <laughs> Bro, we only have name. like <laughs> we only have so many glasses, boy. Smash glasses. Uh, it's a hard cheers. A hard cheers. Sorry. There you go. So they. Uh, yeah. Um. Cody, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Do I <clears throat> do I still have my cup? Because that was a uh, straw thing, wasn't it? Your cup was not taken from you. It was just the... I think it was your armor or something. Mantle? One of those two. I don't remember. I do know I took Stolas' jug on accident. So, that's gone. <laughs> I said it. No! <laughs> your alcohol um, jug. No vinegar or milk for you. Well, I raise a glass with the homies. Actually, no, I think uh, I recognize Ozal will partake. I think you still have your alchemy jug. Still lost. Because I realized that I was trying to... Yeah, anyways, you can keep it if it's on your sheet. It's fine, whatever. Ozal will partake nice. as well. Well, if you remember, you those of you that drank from that mug that uh, Burn had were cursed to where any other alcohol tastes like dirt. <laughs> no, it was just everlasting... <laughs> thirst or something. No, Marius is 100% right. Oh, is it? <laughs> you, you no other drink will taste the same. You can only... Basically, you can only ever get drunk from that mug now. <laughs> I believe Ozol's tastes like orange juice. Burns tastes like root beer. I don't remember what Stolas said. Sarsaparilla! Sarsaparilla, Mead. that's what it was. <laughs> Mead, yes. It provides no sustenance benefit other than actually getting you drunk. Um, Ozol during the rest will enter a trance-like state as he stares into the crystal trying to uh, one, portent for the long rest and two, he's kind of searching within the crystal to understand what may be happening to Theparos and um, um, God, my brain is not working right now. Magnus. Thank you, Jesus. Magnus. Um, I've rolled the portents to you privately, Cody. Perfect. I also have two rules I now get to input that I hinted at for homebrew rules that were changing. So, let's start with you, Ozol, because this rule okay. specifically deals with you. From after this long rest, not this one specifically, going forward, you can tell two things, especially now that you're focusing on your crystal and you are adjusting to this flow of time. The weave is different. 
as okay. you focus your arcana and draw upon the magic you know so well, normally it's like dipping your hand into a running river and you can feel the flow of magic and the current pushing past you as you pull the water up and shape it into whatever you want it to be as it exits the river, right? This time, as you dip your, your mind and your hand into that, that water, it feels like oil. It's slippery and greasy and grimy and gross. The weave itself is cursed. Going forward, you can regain all of your skill, all of your spell points, your uh, spell slots. However, using them causes two effects. One, all spells that you cast are upcast by one level. That's pretty cool, right? Two, each time you long rest to regain those spell slots that you use with that dark power, you take a point of corruption. I, I will explain what corruption that. does. That's okay. You're not meant to understand it right now. Can I just not upcast them? Um, there is a way to purify, but doing so will come after speaking with the Perosa Magnus. I, I don't understand. So anytime I rest, I get a point of corruption for no reason? If you yes. choose to regain the spell slots from this oily river. Think of it like this. If you were in a pool and... The water it's each time is evaporating day by day. It starts a little bit, right? And then you eventually have to fill your pool up, right? Because it's hot outside. You want to swim in a full pool. But instead of filling it up with water, you're filling it up with oil. It's slowly polluting the pool that you had as corruption seeps in. How and why? You're not quite sure. But it is a factor of this world. Your magic is more potent, but it is tinged darkener, you would assume, thanks to either Vecna or Merlin. Oh, I hate that. That's a terrible thing. Oh, hold that thought, because it's about to get worse for my other two casters. Stolas! Hadar still lives. Your spell slots are unaffected. Unfortunately, you don't get to draw upon the weave, because your magic comes from Hadar specifically. Unless you choose to go with someone like, you know, Titania, who has offered you a potential patronage instead of the Great Old One. Thanks. Marius and Burn. Your spell slots are halved on a rest. You only get half back. Unless you perform rites and rituals to your deity. Doing so has consequences. It essentially sends out a beacon within a certain location to all evil creatures that you are attempting to sanctify ground to beings who no longer hold power due to their dwindling influence of followers. Much like Ozol, there is a way to fix it, but it will take some time to learn how and why. So, doing so essentially gives away your location to sanctify them, even in this realm. Don't thank me. Thank the Doom Forgotten Realm setting. So is that like like in Berserk when all the demons know where Guts is all the time? Kinda, yeah, almost exactly. Essentially, you bet... Outside of character, outside of Burns' knowledge or, or Marius's knowledge, Merlin and Vecna did not only go back in time and alter events to the what, what from our point of view would be the worst case scenario. They also destabilized the basis of belief. So each god's divine portfolio comes from belief and worship. 
The more worshipers you have, the stronger your God is. The more rituals and rites and sacrifices and whatever, right, deeds done in the name of a God are what give it power. Being that the upper realms have been sealed, their power is diminished in this realm. So there are more consequences. To do so is to tell evil in defiance, I am Burn, Dawnbringer. I serve Bahamut. Come at me, bro. Now, the Doom Forgotten Realm setting has two optional rules. One is a, a world without gods, which I did not want, because that would just essentially make your whole class worthless. And two was a diminished power of gods, which is the one I chose to go with. Uh, so, rites and rituals every day that you want all of your spell slots back, or you have ex extended and used all of your spell slots, potentially, right? So smites, spells, spell effects, things like that. You have to perform a ritual of which you can create and then present to me as your quote-unquote deity to see if it is enough of a ritual. And I will let you know. Cody, um, yes. for Ozol, I have spell slots in the Lightning Gauntlet and the Cloak of mm -hmm. Stars. Those are unaffected by the corruption? Those are unaffected, correct. Okay. Th thank Yours you. is different, Ozol, because your, your corruption is a scale from 1 to 100, and you just start don't start seeing effects until like twenty five. So every quarter is when you start <laughs> taking on actual changes or curses. Uh, they are not. Neither of these are meant to be detrimental. They're more storytelling aspects. Oh, okay. I, want, I wasn't I sure about sure, evil. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm taking a second to step out and explain it. Right. Uh, so yeah. um, let me. Uh, Burton, uh, Dean, if you had a question, because I'm gonna ask. Yeah, I, I, I'm question. a little confused. So if I. Don't do this ritual. I only get my you half. Get my... half. <laughs> Correct. Okay. So if you have like half rounded down is the, the typical rule. So if you have five first level spells and two second level spells, you'd get back two and one. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, but if I do the ritual, I get all my. You get everything slots. back, right? And you stand in defiance. Of evil. Okay, that's what I thought was gonna happen. Yep. That sucks. Okay. Well, I mean, kinda. It's it's more again. They are narrative elements to a help with role play, right? And b, it is a scaling sense of danger because if we let me s switch gears for two seconds here, and we'll come back to this. If we take a look at the Doom Forgotten Realms here, and Zach, you can zoom all the way out, my man, on the coast. You guys are currently on the red marker under the word Sword Coast. That is where you are currently located. This marker is going to serve for you. Out here in the ocean, not a super big deal for resting and regaining it, right? And this one's a freebie. So this is a free rest. You get everything back with no consequences. But, like, you put yourself, like, in the middle of the throne of primordial unity is a little bit of a different story. So it kind of changes the dy dynamic effect of what's happening in the yeah. world. Okay. So, and mechanically speaking, it will really only change your daily encounters unless you are actively being hunted by a faction. Then it kind of gives away your location of where you're hiding. Okay. Yes, Ozol, you had a question. Um, so, this is obviously much... Like, I don't even know if this is the same place, because... It is. This circle oh, yeah. area was... Oh, sorry. I never, I never finished your actual role play. I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess I guess my question would be, um, are the items that were in containment still in containment? 
because I need to add. Do you want to try and access add. containment? Uh, sure. All right. Do you have your list of what items were in containment? Um, I'm sure I can find it. Um, I know the tomb of uh, the beholder is there. Um, there was the blood spear that's in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some staffs that were in there, but I, I want to say. Uh, the staff of insects was given to Arthur, so that was taken out of containment. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed to add, god. yeah, the mask of the laughing god, and then I needed to add, I guess, the if ring. possible, the ring. Yeah, correct. Yes. Okay. Here is what is left in containment. When you, well, let me ask you this because this is your world too. How I had described it as essentially you planted your staff and the earth parted and you just dropped it in. Is that how we're still going with that? I'm sorry, say that one more time. Originally when you put items in containment, you planted your staff, the earth under the containment parted, you put the item in the ground and then the earth closed over it and it went to a central holding chamber essentially with inside that was never really defined because we're going to remake your map overall. Um, Yeah, it was more... I mean, yes, kind of, but it you was had more... a gallery too of like what was on display. Yeah, it was. Like it was more images. like, <coughs> excuse me, it was more like a magical barrier that was containing them. But yes, they would sort of go to like a basement level through the ground. But yes, there would there would be like a gallery where, you know, perhaps there might be like uh, Caliban's axe or like you know like different artifacts and weapons sure, that we've sure. seen throughout, but. Yeah, they they were physically contained by magic. They weren't just like on display. I, I will say you have a book of records. So I'm writing this down for my own notes here. You have a book of records that describes items that you have identified across the board. If you identified it, it went through the crystal. You have a record of what the item was, its power level. Like a compendium? Exactly. Because that's kind of cool. I like the whole Calumban Axe thing. And it's just a mental record that exists in this location that you can kind of pull up like a genius loci, which we'll get into later. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you search, kind of... And you're sitting on the ground with your staff across your lap, looking into the crystal. You search for those facets inside the crystal, and you notice several things are missing. One, most definitely, is Tenebris. He is gone. Two, the world egg, which you never really owned, which we'll get into later as well, is gone. But the Mask of Domination, which you claimed, and the ring still persist lame okay um can i add to containment or is this like a broken space at the moment no you can yeah it, it is a fractured broken space but it is a moving entity as well and i'm sorry did you say the blood spear was in there as well i did not say if the blood spear was in there so it is not in containment it is not on record as leaving, nor is it in containment. You would assume whatever magics, uh, based on your uh, passive perception, whatever magics created it were destroyed when Barovia was destroyed. Copy. Okay, uh, Ozal will um, 
fish out the um, uh, Strahd's magic ring that was given to him and uh, place it in containment. And uh, uh, he will rest and take his long rest. Okay. Uh, does anybody else have anything during their long rest? Again, this one's a freebie, so heal yourselves up to maximum long rest as normal. I think I'm good. Well, this will be the first time that Zothus sees this, but uh, as Marius you know, begins to sit and pray, the humanoid form that he sees before him begins to shift and shimmer just a bit and fade. There's an angelic appearance with the softest glow of blue hue and these large, majestic blue and silver wings kind of flap out from behind him and set resettle and uh, his figure just completely changes as if a uh, illusion has just faded while he goes to pray and prep spells Marius, as you do this kind of observing your or releasing your spectral self the soft blue of helm persists kind of fading into the starlight of the night mother your original patron but the symbol where you were touched and granted power by anubis persists with his hand this physical black scar almost as if whatever you had in your chest cavity is missing gaping open not bleeding or weeping but as you let your form lax the power that he has granted you has also marked you. Interesting. I'll be curious to see how this will affect me in the new land. And what this will mean for my powers as the Rovia, the, the plane that I first acquired my Seraform no longer exists well you you know the stakes it is oblivion or success and with that you sleep under this purple ethereal glow as this faint whispering wind kind of hums through this area uh welcome back for those of you joining us again sorry we took a short break trying to let my players pee let my people go. Um, you know. Wow. That was a Pharaoh joke. Let my people be. Wow. People um, Zolthus, your trance is not as restful as the others as the whispers of the dead persist through your ears. It is a silent hum just as you gain perfect meditation, your eyes focus, you fade to a soft black, and you relax you hear the ghostly wails of the dead. Um, also, can I answer your question on stream about Queen Titania, just out of curiosity? Or would you rather me text you that back? Uh, no, that's fine on stream, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if I actually said this out loud. So, Queen Titania is not necessarily a deity. Um, the great fae... Uh, are patrons among themselves. They don't really have worshippers. They are like primordial godlike beings who can grant power to one another through packs. So much like how the outsiders 
that exist, like Hadar, um, Cthulhu, things like that, they also can grant power. Um, and it's kind of an interesting relationship because the Far Realm beings could really care less. Like, you are doing their their bidding, quote-unquote, based off of what you think they want, even though what you think they want is uncomprehensible to mortals, which is inevitably what drives you mad. And, you know, down the whole Stolas, Angry Birds route. Um, so, Fae are a different version of that. Uh, they are a cruel yet beautiful people who thrive on power and relationships and deals and packs. So, just to throw that out in the universe for our, our listeners. Cool. But yes, take your long rest. Uh, take your freebie slots while you can get them. Full, uh, full health. And uh, ahoy! Welcome. Puzzle. Oh, go ahead. Oh, are we on the ship already? Or are we still in the room? No, not yet. Oh, yeah. uh, Ozol will uh, say, now that we've had a chance to rest, we must get back. The portal only remains open at the other end for so long. And sort of usher everyone out the uh, the portal before it closes. Why are you going to be so rude? Roll 20. Hold on. It's dark outside. Oh, it's spoopy. It's spoopy in the night. I don't like it. Sorry, I forgot to put dynamic lighting daylight on all of these, so it might happen for the next couple. God damn it. Save settings. Yes. Okay. I understand it's a large file. There oh, we go. There we go. Whoosh. You emerge onto the main deck. Uh, Captain D sitting at the, the bow. The salty spray of the ocean splashing across your face. Ew. As he kind of looks over his shoulder and says, We've arrived. <coughs> he will kind of crack his neck. And before we prepare for combat, I want to show you a labor of love that I worked on today. Show to everyone. Welcome to the wave cutter this long ship has all kinds of stuff going on with it you might want to expand that tab because it has a player sheet so if you go up to the top and you hit character sheet you will actually do can you oh hold on what am i doing i'm sorry i i it's in your journals but you can't edit it so i have to give all control to players here save changes populating so before when we had the battle cart i just kind of had a loose idea and i took a non-player character sheet and made it into a quote-unquote creature however roll 20 has moved past what i was at and uh go uh, uh let me put can you pop in. that thing up again please it was at the very yeah. top for me oh there we go Okay. And now, what we looking at? this is the character sheet to the ship. So, uh, on here are all of the statistics for how the ship works, how it moves, uh, specific abilities the ship has, uh, different damage thresholds, and it has a little button that uh, says whether or not you took the action. Uh, it also explains like how the sails work. So, 
kind of cool, kind of fun, right? Uh, it also gives statistics and damage threshold. Um, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, can fun. you set the uh, the scene here for the audio listeners? I can. I gotta give you Megalodon access here in just a second. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's not. Is it just giant shark? There is a different stat block for um, Megalodon. Okay. Well, I forgot to input the Megalodon, so that's on me. Uh, if you have the stat block, what I will allow you to do is I will give you access to the giant shark as a token, and you can use the stats of the Megalodon on sure. paper or whatever you have. Sure. And then yes. Give me two seconds. I will pop into this token and give you editing access. Yeah, I won't copy and paste it for now, but I have the sheet pulled up. I I don't want to mess with it and ruin the what you have already. You're good. Um, here I'll just move this shark down here. For some reason, it won't let me let you use it. Anyways, um, the scene yeah. that we are at now. Uh, go ahead and zoom all the way out. We use this as your shark. I'll put it on the Dungeon Master layer. You just let me know when you want to use it. Yeah, I'm not ready to do the just yet. Okay, zooming out. Oh, yeah. I like this map. Dude, it's huge, too. You can keep going out, actually. Yeah, there's a whole right-hand side that hasn't been revealed yet. You are in the deep, open ocean. Upon which you see three large, suspicious clouds that seem to be covering some sort of wreck or debris. Your longship is a token in and of itself. Uh, You might have to... I can highlight and move it all at once, it looks like. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Hmm. I'm just going to move it to the map layer, and then you guys can move yourselves, and then I'll move the ship accordingly. Um, the longship is approaching. Uh, as he does so, the oars are retracted inside the ship. The sails are set to full. There are the two Aerocroca begin to take wing, and they have monoglasses, and they are kind of trying to look. Uh, you hear a whistle from one in the air that he says, Sir! Sparks in the distance! And from the right-hand side you see a cloud of what looks like blue fireworks go through the mist. And as that happens, the mists begin to drop and creatures begin to appear. And yes, the map is to scale. Um, let's roll initiative. Let me pull up the initiative tracker here while I'm doing that. And we'll clear it for good luck. Go ahead and enter initiative while I pull a bunch of stuff over from the Dungeon Master's Lair. 
Ozol got a 12. Zothus, do you need... Seven. Do you know how to roll initiative? He did. Oh, he did? Okay. Marius got a 7, Zothus with an 11, Stolas with a 6. Where's my he, character token? Zothus just missed the thing where he needs to click his token first and then roll the initiative. So click on your portrait that's on the map and then go back to your character sheet and click initiative again. So what the hell? I clicked my what token. I was literally clicking it as Marius was saying to do it. Zothis, you can scroll over your 6.2 and change it to. 11. Oh, I have it 22. on pan. Sorry. I didn't have it on select. You can double click that 6.2 and change it to your 11.2 that you had before. Left click it? How do you do it? Shift click to get into the character sheet. Just click 3.11. Just click it once or twice and it should bring up a cursor. You can type whatever you want. It just like highlights the number. Yeah, hit delete and then type a new number. No, it's not doing that. Okay. Bro, come on, roll 20. Don't do this to me. On the left side of the page, the eternal turtle box burn, not not the 3.11 on the right side of the map. Now my screen is black. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a big map. No, so like... You might want to refresh roll 20. Yeah. Oh, you took yourself off. Yeah, I'm gonna say board. he's been like deleted from the turn. Or yeah, I don't know. He's there, but his name is gone. Like everything's black now. On my he deleted his token. Here, let me pull you back on the board. Oh, when you hit delete. <laughs> Reaching from the thresholds of yeah, the Zach heavens. Yeah, just the click the number master. and hit delete. Yeah, that's what, that's what you do. That's what I. That's what that's what you do. I'm you you right delete your token. It's not that. Are you back? Yes. Or are you it still did work back? for me, so I'm not sure why it's missing. Yeah. Thank you. It literally just highlights my thing blue like I'm on a web page, and that's it. What are you trying to do? To put my 3.11 back to the 1911. Well, you, you, you don't have a, a turn on the table now. You need to reroll your initiative since you Oh my token. god. Where's my token? Speaking of which, if you want to play Dungeons & Dragons with your friends, you too can play on roll 20 roll 20 if you want to sponsor us we'd love to have you uh, but, but that being said i tell how it is sometimes your app is trash but we I love it i don't have it there goes our money start. yep there goes our money but i'm always going to be honest with you roll 20 that's what you can count on okay, do you need some divine intervention from me mr uh mr burn there please god help him uh, i mean if you want to call me god i'm okay with that I'll call you goat. How about that? Goat. I'll take that too. Hold on, my fucking character sheet's gone. Now. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Such a dingus. Like, Zach's the one's like, oh, it just works when it doesn't. It does. It worked for me and it worked for oh, Zothis. Okay, well, I'm telling you. You're the you. only one that ever has problems with this stuff. This, dude, your computer has fucking. Some gabagool in it or something. <laughs> Some gabagool. 
You well, didn't I click your token before rolling. I oh, did no. click it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we spend the next hour doing this, can someone please, for the love of God, just add him to the table? It's supposed to be a fucking 19 there. <laughs> Cody, can you change that to a 19, please? Side note, when I hover over mine... We don't care! No, I'm just yellow. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me a big uh, yellow box before I click to edit it. If you no, don't get when that, I, it when I the yellow just it? tells you which... Like, if, if, for example, you don't want to know who the goblin is, you just ho hover over the goblin and it'll... On the map, they'll illuminate yellow. Oh, so, yeah, I'm saying, though, on my actual number, if I hover over it, it gives me, like, a yellow icon where I can select my number. Yes, so I don't yes, think that's what I was telling you. Yes, that's what I was trying to tell you. Oh, and the actual turn order pools. screen? Yes. We're trying to, yeah, okay, you didn't say that. Here, I said where know? it says the number, click it. Oh, it'll give okay, you a well, cursor. Okay, well, have you realized it shows the number in two different places? You're the only one that didn't realize that. Zoom out. You have to be more clear with your direction. Yeah, I'm talking about dingus, apparently. Well, zoom you have to assume that people don't know what they're talking about automatically. Zoom out, zoom out. Yeah, there she is. It's a beetle. It is a Tortuga class vessel with two decks, an armored shell that comes all the way down over the first deck. It is deployable, and it is transparent from one side and opaque from the other, offering superior armor at slower speeds. Flanked by four... I mean, they're gabagool craft. They straight up, they're just like little floating, nasty ass goblin, glider looking ships. Um, as these air crooked descend down, essentially how the crew is going to work is if you choose to engage in deck to deck combat, I will include them. Otherwise, they operate the ship, and the captain can give orders based off of your input. The front ship has since we didn't go over this, a main harpoon gun, which can be fired. It has a thousand feet of tethering rope, which if a object is smaller than the ship, it can reel in or it can pull the ship to it. It also has two front mounted ballistas and a ramming blade. All of that has health as well as so does your ship's helm. So if damage is taken, your ship can go down. All of the other ships also have health and damage and ramming and all kinds of shit. So, without further ado, with a 19.11, having trouble over here on his, you know, here, <laughs> burn, bringer of dawn, son of the dragon, you are first. Um, okay. Um... How does it feel to go first as like a melee based character? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> it can't really do anything. Uh, I guess let me prep. I'll uh, cast. Um, you could swim. Shield of Faith. It only lasts a minute. That's ten rounds of combat. But yeah, you can do that if that's what you want to do. Oh, right. Ten only minutes. One bonus action. Ten minutes. Don't you want to like shoot a ballista or something? 
Uh, well, this is a bonus action, so it doesn't cost anything anyway. Um, so let me get rid of that. My spell slot. Your armor is inlaid with RGB lights that begin to glow a silver Please blue color. Don't. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Well, I mean, their boat has armor, so shooting a ballista at it, it's not really going to do anything. You know is what our would boat, do it, though. No. Oh, go ahead. Is our boat not going to get closer? Uh, it's not their turn yet. Yeah, because look how many squares that is. It's going to take me forever to swim over there. Oh, I was being sarcastic. You don't want to swim. Oh. You're, in, you're in plate armor. Even though it's like fey plate, so it's like light or uh, whatever I said it was. It's written down somewhere. Yeah. Right? It's like light armor, so you don't get the penalty to it. You still don't want to do that. This is open ocean. There are things bigger than you that swim in the water. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'll just hold action, I guess. Oh, I have to declare it. Um... Oh, I will take the time to say, since we didn't go over all the specific rules on the boat, which I highly encourage each of you to read, there is an action for ramming, which you can ask the captain, or the captain can declare, declare that they're going to ram with the ramming blade on the front of the boat. You can take a special action called Brace, which gives you advantage for when the boats collide. You will want to do that okay. if and when it comes to that. Just oh, as a okay. heads up. So the boat has... Attacks? Yeah, so it's a... Uh, Harpoons? Should be at the very top. Yep. Yeah. Everything is crewed that. currently. Uh, you have not lost any persons. Yeah. So you are holding your action until essentially something better comes along that you can do something with since we're in open yeah, water Yeah, so this, it's just... The range on some of these is only 500 feet, so... Correct. They're too far away anyway, so I'll just wait. I'll okay. not do anything for my turn. That's alright. Sometimes that's how ship combat goes. The captain... Look at me. I am the captain now. We'll move the boat forward. Oop, nope. Uh, all hands to decks! Sails at full. Avast. Uh, and they begin to approach. That was all. You're a wizard boy. Um. Ozal will stand with Burn and, uh,. Also, hold an action for if something becomes available. Nothing ranged? Uh, the ranges? I, don't, I think I only have like 100 feet max. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have anything 500 feet. Yep, that'll be my turn. It's all this. Uh, so just a quick, uh, I guess, gameplay question. From my one of my abilities, when I sleep or take a rest, I can s choose skill or tool proficiencies. I can mm -hmm. choose one. Mm -hmm. uh, would I guess I just don't know what exactly. Is there one you would suggest, like either constitution or wisdom for the fight or um, or strength? Or? 
those, those cannot be taken. So skills and tools, I want to say we chose ahead of time as static ones. Oh, I see. Okay, I understand then. I don't. I have it written down somewhere. I can look for it. But off the top of my head, I think that what we decided to do is because you weren't proficient. I think one was like longbow, maybe, and the other was your two-handed sword that you use. Okay. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Uh, as for now, uh, jeez. Um, I'm just taking a quick peek at mine. I believe I may also have to hold action currently uh, just with the range rat. Okay. Marius. Uh, quick question for you there, Dungeon Master. The uh, the Wavecutter's bow ramming blade doesn't have a damage associated with it that it deals. You are correct! It does not. There's a button that says wreck, and then you can decide the size of the wreck. Boilerplate how it works. Essentially, when you oh, declare crash? a ram... Yes, crash. Sorry, not wreck. Um, crash is a static damage that's rolled by the dice itself on the sheet. And essentially, if... I remember the rules off the top of my head correctly. The captain can, make a, uh, can declare it, people brace, you can be thrown depending on the crash, and then the damage is deducted from the blade itself. As long as it doesn't go over, it doesn't actually hurt the hull of your ship. And then the other captain has a chance to um, make a control check to make it a glancing blow for evasive maneuvers. Uh, and if they fail that, then the ship is either lodged, or if it does enough damage to destroy the ship outright, it's cut in half and the ship sails through as difficult terrain. That's kind of the boilerplate, but if you keep reading through that whole paragraph, it'll explain how it works. But yeah, there's a crash button. So this ship is bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we should be the we should be the more agile of the ships. Yes. Then, yes, so. yes. Uh I will uh, stand by and see what happens after the goblins go. Okay. Stolas? Uh, Stolas is going to just straight up ask the captain where he needs him to be. Uh, he's like, you have a good pair of wings? Perhaps in the air you could... What do you do? Are you a stabby or a shooty? Spells. You can shooty. cast spells. Excellent. You'll fit in well. There are two Eric. <laughs> yeah, well, he's trying to be fast about it. Stabby or shooty. Uh, he says, there are two Aerocroca up top. Uh, they might be able to point targets out for you, should you like to join your winged brethren. I'll do it. Okay, so just go ahead and put yourself up on one of the sails. The goblins will go. Snip, snip. All right. Uh, we're going to go left or right. You. Oh. Uh, the fleet on the far left will approach around the wrecked ship. The fleet on the right of that one 
will also come forward. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The Tortuga will move forward. One, two, three, four, five. That is a slow ship, man. Uh, far right moves eight as well. Uh, this goblin got left behind and is going to try and make his way down. He's not going to make it, so he will stay on the ship. That is slowly sinking into the water. Uh, it almost looks as if they have overturned a different ship in combat and they have taken it out. The three other goblins that were looting this ship will jump on the skiff, and they will also come forward. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, approximately eight. And that is their turn as they begin to close. Each of the four skiffs advances. The Tortuga also advances, just much slower. Burnbringer of Dawn, back to you, my friend. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, measure. How far away are these boats? The little ones? Uh, decently far. So if you measure from your token, roughly down here, the closest skiff is 450 feet. Okay, so they are in range of the ballistas. Yeah. Well, I guess let me hit one of those little ones with the, um, uh, I guess this one right here. Yeah, so what I'm going to have you do is just roll a flat d20. And I will tell you what to add. Or you can command the crew to fire as well, since they are ballista experts and they have some bonuses to using the ballista. Well, it requires two people to shoot it anyway, right? So uh, The single ballistas, no. The crew, two, but that's one per ballista. Okay. Yeah, the I was harpoon just does take two people. Have have them fire it. Okay, uh, you want to fire uh, the right side? Yeah, I want to hit this guy over here. Okay, yeah. Um, go ahead and roll a d twenty. Okay. One d twenty coming up. Sixteen, which hits their damage threshold. Will you please roll me three d ten piercing damage? 3d10. Or hits their armor class, not their damage. Oh, one of them was a fail. I rolled a 9. That's okay. And plus your strength, which is 5, brings it to 14. These ships have a damage threshold of 10. So 14 is more than enough to go through. As you see this this bolt go through. Uh, These goblins on board this little skiff, they're... They have a tag on their ship called Rickety, which means when they take damage, that their ship is not guaranteed to be, like, have surface tension or be safe. So they each have to make a dexterity saving throw. And there's three aboard. One, 21, six, and three. Two of the goblins go flying off and into the drink. (laughs) Wow, the drink, I like that. Uh, as they begin to free float. Well done. Uh, as part of the 
ballista expert's um, expertise. He will reload the ballista as a bonus action. And now that it is reloaded... Um, well, actually, no, he used his bonus action to aim. So next turn, he can reload it with a bonus action and then aim as an action. Um, the captain kind of claps. Well done, my boy. We'll make a sea dog out of you yet. Ahoy. Ahoy. Uh, that'll, I guess that's my turn. I don't know what else I can do. All right. The boat moves forward. Ten. Sorry, you guys have to keep re-putting yourselves back on the boat. I know that's annoying. Stolas, were you on the front wing? Oh, yeah, I was on the front one. Okay, perfect. Uh, he will move forward. And then, Ozal, it is your turn. As the ship begins to close over the open water, the mist settling across the waves... These huge swells going up and down and up and down. You guys haven't really been on the ship that long. Otherwise, I would have had you roll constitution for sea legs. But now that you are on board, um, it is a wild ride. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to... The music stopped working for me, but I had to reload. So I think that may be why. Can you just restart the music, please? Yeah, of course. There we go. Thank uh, you. Yeah, no problem. My ruler crashed for some reason. Um, That's okay. Is it, so, roll 20, these are really big maps. This is like yeah. 80 by 80 or something ridiculous. So, I might make them smaller in the future and up the units on the squares. Sure. It's not perfect. I'm still working on it. I apologize. No, it's okay. Uh, so, let me... Uh, sorry, I need to repop out my You're character good. sheet and everything. For those of you watching, I did add all of the little assets on here. So all these little foamy waves and little detritus. That was on me. Yeah, just give me two seconds. Um, <clears throat> Wilhelm scream. Yes, Abdulia, I agree. Ozal's going to um, hold his action. Um, I'm, I'm basically waiting for something to get to, like, about within 90 feet. So, it's still a bit out of range for me. Okay. And uh, that will be... I guess I'll move up to the closer. The bow? Yeah. The bow. And yeah. uh, Vor will fly 30 feet up in the air. Yeah. Ab above the uh, boat. Okay. So, I guess Perfect. however tall the boat is, plus 30 feet. Um, sh sure. I have measurements somewhere. I can... Let's see. Um... The top mast, so 10 feet above the boat. The highest mast is 20 feet tall total. Sure. Uh, looks like um, if, they're, if they're within 150 feet, I could also try to do something. So Okay. That'll be the end of my turn. Cool beans? Zoltis? All right. I'll, uh... I have 40 feet of movement, I believe. Oh, we don't, so... Um, or is that... Hmm. With the boat, the boat is not to scale, so just put yourself on the boat where you'd like to move. I think it's probably fair. Um, I had to have them big enough on the map that they made sense, but not so small that it, like, wasn't huge. Cool. So. Okay. 
Um, so, I guess I have two questions. Can I... Is it an action for me to speak to the ballista crew to tell them to fire? So, the right side has fired, the left side has not yeah, the yet. the left has to. Okay. Yep, so you can you can give directions to the left that when they close to range that they can fire. Can I tech... Okay, yeah, okay. Um, so, I'm gonna uh, shout... Do I have to shout it to the captain since he only speaks common, or does it matter? No, they speak common, they're just assholes. Alright, uh, so I shout... Port Ballista, fire! And uh, I direct them to fire at the closest one on the left. Yeah, is it within range? It should be a 380, I think. Oh, 370. Yeah, for sure. Uh, go ahead and roll a d20 and add 6. Alright, so... Uh... Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> a 1. Critical failure. Oh, no. <laughs> My first combat roll. <laughs> Wow, that sucks, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> it can only Roll go this. up from here. Roll D100s, baby. <laughs> Roll some D100s. Oh, shit. That's going to be some big boy stuff. Is this for me or for the uh Yes, sir. This drow. is a fumble roll. You are in charge. 82? Oh, that was a high roll, too. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, bro. <laughs> oh, no. Or Zalthus. What have I done? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Zalthus. Roll me 4d10 catastrophic damage. Oh my... No, okay. Is this how I do that? 14. The ballista on the left suffers a misfire. The bolt gets lodged. It will take one round to clear it. And it suffers structural damage in excess of 14 points from 30, leaving that ballista with 16 health. I thought these drow were experts at these things. <laughs> uh, he, he curses an undercommon. Um, yeah, Loth's tits. There you go. Um, <laughs> Marius. Are, uh, are these other things little, like, offshoot ships? Like, smaller ships? Yes, they are! They're little goblin skiffs. They're fast, rickety, and extremely dangerous. You could think of them, if you're a Warhammer fan, like Orc Boy vehicles. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to move to the front of the ship. And kind the of position... Sheep. Of the ship. Oh, I'm on the map layer or something, I guess, now can't move my token. Oh, strange. Oh, oh, there's another one. Never mind. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, oh, I was trying to click Zolthus. That's the problem. Um, and kind of stand and watch there and prepare something to cast, but uh, it's it's we're still a bit too far out for me to do it. Sure. May I ask what you were preparing to cast? Ooh, actually, we are within the range now, so I will cast it. I, range of the blade, but yeah, go ahead. I just need the front of the ship. Oh. Uh, I am going to cast Control Water. Okay. 
A fourth level transmutation spell. The range is up to 300 feet in any freestanding water inside an area that you choose that is a cube of up to 100 feet on a side. So as a massive chunk of water uh, gets cut out here, I'll, I'll highlight it for you essentially. Of course. Once I can figure out my ranges. Let's now it's go. A square. It's not a. It's not a triangle. It's a cube. I know. It's a cube. I'm just uh, just for Zach. You know. You know how it gets with those triangles. No, that was and cones. Cones. What the fuck? <laughs> so if, if you never live that down, you will never live that down. If you don't, if you don't mind, uh, highlighting this area for me while I hold this for you. Um, uh, sure. I don't know if you can see it or not, but I can see it. Uh, you're gonna have to draw it again. It disappeared. Uh, are you able to see this? Yep. Okay. Uh, boom, boom. Just give me boom. height and width. That's good. Yeah. Oh, it it's a cube, so it's gonna go a hundred feet deep as well. Okay. There you go. Here, essentially, and then for the it's a concentration spell of up to ten minutes. And I have four different effects that I can do with it. I cool. can flo flood the area. I can uh, part the water. I can redirect the flow. Or I can create a whirlpool. Okay. Uh, so, my initial effect is going to part the sea. You cause water in the area to move apart and create a trench. The trench extends across the spell's area and separates water. Separates separated water forms a wall to either side. The trench remains until the spell ends, or you choose a different effect. The water then slowly fills in the trench over the course of the next round until normal water level is restored. So I'm about to rock these fuckers as hard as I can, as nice. a hundred foot trench just appears in front of their ship. Awesome. Well done. Uh, the bow of their ship begins to dip. It is a, quite a large ship and begins to fall into this trench. Uh, water is kind of spraying everywhere. Um, let me see. I have to pull specifics really quick. Give me one second. It is a wide bottom ship, so it suffers less of a penalty to swells. No structural damage. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, Marius, and you can tell me whether you think this is fair or not, and I will negotiate with you. The ship cannot move out of your trench. It can sink into it, but it will not capsize. So when it moves, the core of the ship, or the largest point of the ship, will fall into the trench, and it will be stuck there. And you may choose another effect or continue with the effect. I would agree. I think it's a bit too large of a ship to do any of the capsizing capabilities that this spell allows. Yes, sir. So, but hopefully I can jostle the crew that's in it and delay them. Awesome. And now let me ask you this, Marius. Are you, are you Mosesing on the front of the boat? Are your arms wide as you? Oh, you bet. <laughs> and actually, because I am now concentrating on a spell, my humanoid form fades away, and this angelic form with wings appears on the, the top end of this ship. Nice. Uh, and that is my turn. 
the captain will use his reaction to yell at you. Uh, as you, and he's a little bit taken aback, as D kind of looks at your form and he's like, "Whoa, hey, stop! Don't sink the ship! We need to get on board. There's cargo we need to retrieve. Do not sink the ship. You were not here for mission briefing. I apologize." Luke, Fredericks, Welp, has hopping to make it on time, but got stuck at work. Sorry, man, that happens to the best of us, but we're happy to have you. Best to the party and their continuing adventure. Luke, if you are still in the chat, uh, Ten Commandments, yes, that's hilarious too. Um, would you like to give two lesser enchantments or one greater enchantments, and to whom would you like them to be given? If not, we can roll at random as well. But thank you so much for your patronage to our stream! And welcome. We're happy to have you. Uh, yes, Mars, he will, he will yell at you. He says, do not sink the ship. If you can hold it, we'll take the advantage. But we need to storm and take it. And then you can sink it. I can do that for you. I just was hoping to delay its movement and uh, didn't care to see the point of it come towards us. Well done, my boy, then. Happy to have you aboard. Okay, well done, Marius. Um, will you put a marker that says you're on concentration or something? Actually, it's probably too far away for me to see. You'll remember. Counter, whatever. Uh, Stolas. Marius, uh, Moses is the front of this boat. All right. Uh, Stolas offers a polite bow to his bird cousins. And asks, how Sorry. can I be of service? Um, their avian heads kind of twitch left and right as they look at you. Like, in Owlin, it has been a time since I have seen one of your age. Well met, Featherkin. Um, please, show us what you can do. And he gestures to the, the skiffs to the right. Perhaps you can blow that one away. And points to the closest one. Uh, and then his brother kind of looks towards him and he says, You want to make a bet? Stolas? What kind of bet? If you can knock that goblin off, I'll give you ten gold. If you can't, you gotta give me ten gold. What do you say? Fair enough. All right, he'll begin fishing in his perch. Ah! His purse, not perch. I guess he's <laughs> looking through his purse. Uh, let's see. Um, I gotta check to see what what kind of range is this? I I can't. Uh, uh, what I don't know how to measure it. To, um, Solas, you're at the front of the ship. You're approximately 220, 210? Yeah, 220. From you to that poor goblinoid boy who is just hanging on. There's like a, a steering wheel or not. Wow. I actually don't know what it's called on a boat. Wheel? The captain's wheel? The helm. The helm. Thank you. God, that's embarrassing. Uh, he's holding onto the helm with his stubby little legs and like looking through the... Uh, the spindles on it, as you can see these shoddily made sails shifting as he tries to, you know, intercept your ship with his ship. Um, 
I'm not gonna give him half cover because he's just he's a lucky boy that he's even on the boat. So uh, what would you like to fire? What spells do you have at your disposal? Um, well, unfortunately, I think all of my spells are way less than 300 feet. Uh, what about cantrips? Eldritch Blast? Yeah, that one's 120. Okay. Well, you can, you can hold your action to do that uh, as the ship closes. And no one's told the ship to, the captain has not changed course, so he must have a plan. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, ready a spell. And um, I'll use a uh, bonus action to laugh at Zothis and his abject failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knife ears, you know what I mean? Wow. So I guess okay. that's my turn for now, but I'm writing a spell. That sounds great. Oh, wrong one. That sounds great to me. Actually, I do need that. How far are you from here? 60 feet? You cannot make that. Um, I'm going to give them half speed because their little boy is treading big waves. Uh, you see the two that, that took a spill, just their little heads bobbing. They can swim about 20 feet. Uh, also, I'm going to have them make a constitution check, being that they are in very deep water for little boys. Um, I have... Did it not? Come on. Oh, there we go. A 16 and a 9. Uh, one of them begins to become exhausted. I will say the one on the right. Uh, and the other one seems to be okay. His fear is enough to keep him afloat. So this poor boy... Uh, if he doesn't make it back next turn to the uh, sinking ship there, he's a goner. Um, the barge will go. And it sinks into the Mariana's Trench. What do you think? Something like that? That's like the biggest point of the boat. Maybe a little back a little bit. How does that look to you, Marius? Great to me. I mean, it depends upon how they're turning. I mean, if they're not turning their ship at all, then... Roll me a d20. I like that idea. d20, I have rolled a 13. Sure, why not? Let's zoom in. Oh man, it's blue on blue. I can't see what I'm doing here. Can I... Nope. Oh, it's because it's up here. The prow of the boat settles and shifts into the trench as it tries to equalize under the displacement of water. Um... This goblin boy is going to move. As he attempts to intercept your ship, it looks as one of the uh, bowmen will kind of 
point out that he is trying to ram your ship. Cody, he's entered the 150 foot range, uh, so I'll be casting a spell against him. Okay. Uh, Ozal will point his staff at the um, uh, this boat here. Okay. Um, and, and cast. Oh, I was gonna say it's important um, just just for these. So because so many of these items have hit points potentially, uh, just designate whether you are trying to hit the ship or the passengers upon the ship. Okay. Uh, yeah, the passengers upon the ship. Perfect. Um, Ozal will cast a fireball at level three, but because of the negative weave, it'll be a level four fireball. Correct? Uh, that does not kick in until next session. Or next, Copy that. next when next you rest. Sure. Uh, 32 fire damage, uh, DC 19 deck save. Uh, he fails and is incinerated. Anything that is flammable that. on this boat will catch fire as well. That's hilarious. <laughs> so this is the one that took the ballista shot already. Uh, so it was at half health as it is. You utterly decimate this poor boy. Let's fucking go. Um, I'm going to leave the skiff as wreckage in the water. Uh, but it is dead. And that poor goblin boy on top literally... <laughs> Just as eviscerated under your flames. Um, still lost. The Aarakroka to you, your right turns to you and he says, <laughs> That'll be ten gold. <laughs> Got him. Wow, you drive a hard bargain here. You want to try again? <laughs> Double or nothing. If you want to try again, we could certainly... What? You want a bigger target? He points towards the big ship. Or a smaller one. <laughs> points to the far right. Or maybe one of them boys who's bobbing in the water. I guess I can go with a larger target. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can't quite see um, the, the way that this ship is listing. The canopy actually, if anything, Marius has saved them from taking spells as it kind of leans into the water covering their sight from you. Uh, but I, I will allow you to keep holding your action uh, sh um, until you're, you know, before your next turn. Sure. Okay. Burn, bringer of dawn. The dawn bringer. Yes, I am all that is man. Nice. Um, I'm going to do another ballista shot. Um... Uh, let's see, measure. Don't roll a one. Uh, yes, the ballista last turn cleared and is structurally damaged on the left, but it has cleared. This turn it will be able to be loaded and fired again. Are these guys still up over here? Um, yes, they are. Okay. Um, I'll, sh I'll shoot a ballista over that way. Okay. Critical hit, you can hit both of them. Ooh, large weapons. Very cool. Uh, I mean, how many ballistas are on the ship? Just the two. Just the two in the front. Okay, and so one of them is a, a bow gun. That's a harpoon gun. One of them needs to be reloaded, and the other one... Oh, I guess the they both one, need to be reloaded? 
Yeah, so they can reload as a bonus action, being that they are essentially ballista experts. As part of their bonus action, you can tell them what to fire at. Um, and they they can use their bonus action to either reload or to aim. And then their action to fire. So this one spent last turn reloading. Um, and aiming, or being ready to aim, I guess. Okay. So you can designate what you want to shoot at. Oh, yeah, I want to shoot at these guys over here. All right, roll a d20 and uh, add six. Hope for the best. Here we go. D20. 14. 14. 14 is not enough to hit the ship, but it is enough to hit one of the two goblins. Total would be 20. Yeah, with the plus six? Oh, plus no? six. Yeah, I lied. Never mind. That's enough to hit the boat. Go ahead and roll three, 3d10 <laughs> plus your strength. So plus five. 3d10. 12? 12. Nice. Uh, these boys will make a dexterity saving throw as they're... Sc- oh, the captain hanging on strong. Nice. You see him just jump as the ballista hits and like goes under his legs as it hits the bow of the, or the, the skiff. And he'll stand on it, perching on it proudly. Uh, this poor, poor boy, though, falls in the drink. Uh, the captain will turn to you, Marius. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that is that your turn, Burn? Um, yeah, that'll be my turn. Okay. Uh, the captain says to you, Marius, he's like, can you spin the boat more? You read my mind. That is what I will be trying to do on my turn. If we can get a broadside shot, we can run this through her belly. I'll do the best that I can. She's a big vessel. It might be difficult to do. You know what they say about big vessels. They don't. Big wakes. I'll make her quake. (laughs) (laughs) She's already wet. All right. Uh, The boat continues forward. (laughs) God, Dini. Yes. Uh, he will instruct the left side oarmen to run out the oars and stroke twice real hard to change their trajectory. So they go right and then forward some more. And then he will instruct them to lift back up. Actually, one more. Well, shit, too much, too much. Uh, left side, the ballista has been cleared and is reloading. Next turn, it can fire. Right side is using their bonus action to reload. Ozal, wizard, tis your turn, my boy. Um, I will, um, ask the captain what direction does he want the ship to move? Uh, to its, I guess... So that the nose is, I don't know, ship stuff. Starboard, I guess? Turn it so that the nose goes clockwise? Okay, perfect. So Ozal will move to the... Oh, where, where is even Ozal? So you were in the water. I was putting you back on the boat. Sorry. How dare you. Uh, Ozal will move to the very front of the boat. Oh, are you getting on the blade? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was like the deck. No. No, I, I mean, the deck I, ends I, on the color. You could probably be like right. Yeah, here. I don't really need the extra. Boop. Yep. So Ozol will cast um, Wall of Force, uh, creating a 100 by 10 foot impenetrable wall to direct the ship, um, to basically to force the ship to turn to avoid it. I don't... I don't want you to waste your spell. If the ship was moving, that's a really good idea. Oh, is it not moving? It is It is stuck in... I, mean, I think Marius's circle here means it's going to be a whirlpool here in just a sec. I don't think it's going to have the intended effect, because essentially what Marius did is he lowered the water level and then <coughs> held it there. So oh, the okay. Water's not yeah. flowing around it. Okay. Regardless no, of that's fine. I'll, I'll, can I take that back? I'm yes, that you one. can. That's why I. I eh, sure, sure, sure. DM sure, warning, sure. you know. Thanks. Um, this guy sinks. Let me see. This guy and, makes it back. Um, I might need to go to the deck. Let's see. No, I'm not in range there. Um. Huh. Mm -mm -mm. Um. Uh, I forgot to move the goblins. They oh they yeah, go and forward do it. towards the bow, and they're going to try to swim or jump to the oars. And then the one that fell in the drink failed his Constitution saving throw and sunk to the bottom. And the other one managed to make it to the sinking boat. Uh, which one? Are we, which one are we talking about, by the way? Uh, those would be the ones on this the half of the sinking ship that's in the water with the mast, top right where you're from where you're at oh okay those boys yep um ozal will um look to burn and gesture for him to come close and ozal will cast a uh, polymorph on himself transforming into the mana hawk Let's and go. will present his uh i don't know bird back i don't know what they call that haunch for burn to ride so that we can board the uh the ship Let's fucking go. Burn obliges. He hops on. Uh, at which point, uh, Ozal will... Um, the crown or the nape. Um, he can go 90 feet. And I guess if I dash, can, yeah, can flight do that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. For sure. You've, so, already, you've already used your action to transform. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Dash is an action. Okay. Uh, Ozal will fly... 90 feet uh, to here. Well, let's see, 90. Oh, God. How much is dashing? Is it half your movement? Or it's a full? double your movement, but you your whole action was to transform. No, no, no. <coughs> but yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to think for next turn. Yeah, I'm going to fly to this point here, so the next turn we can dash to... Uh... Real quick, is this bird big enough that I could like grab onto his... Talons and or something, or um, grab on. He, yes and no. So he has to make a strength athletics check to carry. Bird. Separate. Okay, no worries. Okay. Right. I've got something else plans. Okay. You could try, most definitely. Okay. So do, do you want me to run that check? I guess. Uh, I didn't yeah. realize I had to had to do that. I thought it was just automatic. Uh, strength is going to be twenty three. Um. Yeah, that's good. Sure. So I will fly uh, to here with uh, Vor. I don't even know where Vor is at, but Vor will be here, and I will take Burn with me. So Burn, if you want to move your token, 
on the back of the bird. And that will be my turn. Nice. Uh, this map you... is massive. Dude, it's really big. It right? really is. It's. I feel like I've done nothing this whole fight. <laughs> That's all right. This is kind of this is kind of our test for ship combat. I might tweak it to change a little bit. This is almost rules as written. I would say. Would you agree, Max? Pretty close to rules as written. I've changed a couple small things. But oh yeah. Yeah. All those hand painted waves. I put all these splashes in. Yeah, that was me. Uh, Zoltis. Alrighty. Um. If I like go into stealth or hide, am I? Does that last multiple turns or? Why? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yes. like, I w I would just have to do it once, sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, trying to think if it's even worth going into stealth this early, basically. Uh, Probably not. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Didn't you try and grab the mana hawk and ride along? Uh, he, he had to do an additional it. check, I think. To he said, "Yeah, I he, can. he he did it. He he made twenty three. Yeah, he made it. So oh, I thought wanna... that was just for burn. Sorry. Nope, I was, that's total. I didn't understand that. Okay. Um, yeah, I grab on to the talon and uh, take flight with them as well. Let's fucking go, baby. <laughs> Dropping Whoa. some goddamn freedom boys on my butt. Got uh, airborne. <laughs> Here we go. We got ten cc's of freedom. All right. Uh, thank you, Max. By the way. Um. Oh, kit, kit, kit. Does it count as if I wanted to hide? Uh, or is that my action? Grabbing. I'm him? going to say if you're holding on to his talon, you can't really hide. That's yeah. I'm out in the open. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You are a part of the burb. Uh, yeah. Well done. Marius Radari. The bird is the word, baby. With my turn this time, I will change the waters from being a trench into a swirling whirlpool and begin trying to turn the ship in a clockwise motion, perpetually keeping it stuck there in that spot. Uh, at the start of its turn, it'll take 2d10 or 2d8 bludgeoning damage if it's caught in the vortex. It'll need to make a uh, athletics check or a uh, land vehicle. water yeah vehicle water, water vehicle yeah. saving throw essentially. If it fails to beat my spell DC, it's stuck there. And it'll take half as much damage. Uh, Twenty-four. Hey, whoa, whoa, hang on. What? What are you? What are we rolling here? You have to. You okay? Can you portent as a bird? I don't think you can. Oh, you are correct. You are correct. Okay. Uh, Twenty-four for my vehicle handling check from the captain. That, that that won't matter until the start of your turn. Okay. Well, twenty-four, but. so I don't have to roll it later. Four damage, then. Okay. Uh, does not meet its damage threshold. Cool. So, for later purposes, then. Uh, yes. It. Let's see here. When creatures start So, it takes half damage and is not caught in the vortex. So, you could potentially make it. Uh, out. 
Um, it's up to you. I'm just gonna say it's there. I already turned the ship, and it's kind of a pain in the ass to turn. I know that sounds like a Lange the Dungeon Master move, but I also want you guys to be cool. So rule of cool, I'm gonna say it turns in the vortex, but it doesn't take damage. Roger that. All right. Uh, that will be my turn. I don't need to move or do any bonus actions. Cool. Still lost. Okay. Uh, describe, I guess, what my targets can possibly be here. Uh, oh boy, that's cool. Um, you can see under the carapace as it turns, the the bow kind of dips and turns, and you can see that men are fiercely rowing on the lower deck to try and reverse this magical water that the boat is stuck in. But unfortunately, they don't have enough force to uh, do that. You can see the sails kind of moving. You could potentially hit the lower deck where the oars are like uh, revealed as like little holes. Um, and then you can see that there are cannons being rolled out uh, as these hatches begin to open four hatches along the side of the boat. Okay. Um, about how far away am I here? Um, roughly 230 feet. Oof. Yeah, I still don't have nearly enough room to cast a spell. Uh... Jeez. Yeah, I, I can't cast any spells yet. I'm still too far away. That's alright. Um, yeah. Okay. The goblins will go. Um, the boat is going to launch its first cannon at you. Uh, Ozal. The biggest bird flying towards them. Uh, they launch a critical hit of a 20 on the first cannon and a 19 on the second. Uh, plus 6 to both of those for the cannon operators. So 26 and 25 to hit you. Okay. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm reading through stuff here. Do you care if I roll it all as one, or do you want me to roll them as two separate hits? That's up to you. Okay, I'm going to roll it all as one. That's 48 per cannon. Uh, that hits. 48 or 4d8? 4d8, so 8d8 Oh, I was total. like, god damn. Uh, plus 1, 2, 3, 7, 16... Uh, I have a total of 55 damage, and I need the two people being carried to make a dexterity saving throw. You get my bonus, too. Uh, Plus five for, for all three, y'all. And Vor. How do I add? How did you hit Vor if Vor is just flying with us? They explode, my guy. Area of effect. Boom. boom. Seven. So what are, we, what are we rolling, Cody? So... The cannons roll to hit. If they hit an object, they explode. <clears throat> so Correct. Both but what, what save do you need from us? 
dexterity, please. Okay, I'm gonna do Vor first. Oh, poor Burn, you failed. Do Vor we got just an 18, he passed. Add plus five, or do we do that? Yeah, on so our just go ahead somewhere? and roll it. Yeah, roll right. dexterity saving throw, and then add. Oh, oh no. Cody, oh, how do we do my this? God! God. There go. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm just gonna reload into roll twenty. Something must be wrong with my uh. Uh, 16. That's a failure as well. <laughs> Ozal has a success. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Was that Flank Snake? So that's... That was, so uh... fail for Burn. Fail for Zolthus. <laughs> fail hard for Zolthus. Uh, fail for the Burb. And your Flank Snake <laughs> makes it out taking half damage. He'll die. I'm, I'm almost so half damage. Even, That's even, even with, with the bonus? Yeah. You're looking for 16. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> okay, so now what? Uh, those of you who failed... Oh, Wait. I'm sorry. Those of you who passed take 27.5 damage. So Vor's dead. And with Zolthus's, uh half damage from dexterity saving throws don't forget what it's called he takes 22 or 27 damage burn and ozal take 55 damage 55 damage okay okay we're that's flying two, through the air and these guys just have like the best aim on the planet oh there's Meanwhile, four attacks i missed the last two a six and eleven they didn't even hit the boat erroneous but yeah Erroneous a, on all accounts. A critical hit. Oh, <laughs> ow, I'm sorry. One of those is a critical hit. Oh, don't do this. Uh, hold on. Uh, someone roll me the 100s. Uh, Ninety-eight. Why did you do that? Because <laughs> well, it's a ranged attack. No, I meant why did he roll so high? You roll an additional set of damage dice above and beyond what you normally would for a critical hit. The target suffers a permanent injury chosen by the dungeon master. Oh my god. The permanent injury cannot be healed with extended rest at a length of time according to the extended rules of... Okay. I'm uh, already missing an eye. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Instead of dealing, like... 155 damage or something ridiculous like that. I'm just going to give the Grievous Wounds and let the cannons stay as they are since I forgot to roll the dice originally. So, I need Ozol, Zolthus, and Burn to roll a d20. I rolled 17 16. for Ozol. 16 17. for Burn. Minor energy. Injury. You suffer no penalty. So this roll? Huh? A d20. Oh, oh yeah. d20? Okay. Um, uh, sorry, wrong area. Fifteen? Alright. Fourteen to sixteen. I will post this into chat. For burn... And Zoltis. Your speed is halved on foot. You must make a DC 10 dexterity saving throw. Uh, when using the dash, ac dash action, 
If you fail the saving throw, you fall prone. Magical healing or long rest removes this effect. Alright, I guess. That's so this is only is when you dash? Injury tables. Yes, it's only when you dash. And your speed is halved on foot. And my evasion made it that I only took 22 damage. 27, I think, is what I calculated. Oh, I thought it was 22. Yeah. And Olzon, I took 55? Yeah. Jesus. That's cannons, baby. Uh, Oof. Burn, make a strength saving throw. Sixteen. Uh, Sixteen. Ozal, make a strength saving throw. With a bonus. Oh yeah, plus five. I'm sorry. So that's twenty-one. Twenty-six. As the bird. Twenty-six. You guys stay in the air. What would you like to do, Burn? Um. Yeah, I'm actually going to um. Um, where did it go? I'm gonna harness divine power and regain my spell slot that I expended earlier. Okay. So I'll get that back. Um, that's a bonus action. Oh, don't I have spears? Yeah, I have javelins. Javelins? Um, am I close to any of these guys? Or, oh, there's someone around us. Oh, don't forget your concentration check, too, Ozo. Yeah, what I know. is that? From the damage? From... No, no, no. What is the... It's a concentration oh. check? Uh, yes. I can pull up concentration rules. Go ahead, Burn. What were you saying? Um, I'm going to hold action. Um, I'm going to... I want to... I guess whenever I see a guy, I want to hit him with a spear... With one of my javelins. Okay, yeah, so you, you're holding on with one arm, and you have a javelin uh, that you pull from your sling um, that you have ready. Uh, your con save is the DC is half the damage for the rounded down, or ten, whichever is higher. Plus burn saving throw? I don't think it applies to concentration. Constitution? I think it's just skill checks. It, it, well, maybe it does. It does. It's considered a con save. So it would apply as a saving throw. Uh, you said... So, so did... The question is, is did it, did Ozal take the full, the full 55 points? Yes, he points? took the full 55. So he has was, that two set, was that two separate hits or one hit? Uh, I rolled it as one hit, essentially. Okay. I so, rolled it all at once. So then f half of 55 is 27 and a half, so... 27, and then he rolled a 19 plus 5 is 24. What was the damage on each of those, though? Um, is it close enough that you give it to me? Shit. It's kind of hard to tell because we rolled them all as one. Seven. <clears throat> or I can roll a second check and add them together. Hold on. 14, 19, so hold on. Yeah. 5 plus 8. It's 2 plus so 8. 7 so plus 2 plus 8. So I got 24. I have 
27 <coughs> for the first and hit. Then, it's let's see. 48 plus 2 plus eight. 6 plus 2 plus 7 plus 8. 24 and 25 were the, the differentials. So the first one is good. Those, though. So he would do two saving throws. Yeah. So that first one's good, right? Because uh, yes, 24 the, is the, 12. The yep, the first well, one would on. say. Because it's plus 16, too. So plus 8 to each of those. Yeah. So yeah, 19 yeah. for the yeah, first 20, two. 24 and 25 is, 24 and 25 is with the plus 8. I just took the first four oh, dice sorry. and the last four dice, and then I added each to, or added eight to each of them separately. So the next one I need to roll above fourteen. Yes. With Correct. Dean's pluses. Correct. Correct. Constitution check, Cody. Yep. Yes. Okay. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, you're good. We're good. Thank good you, boys. No problem. And Burn would need one as well for his shield of faith. Oh, that's right. Thank you so much, Max. Keeping us on track. Uh, Burn. Constitution. Cody, I don't have a way to really track this, but Ozal has 15 hit points left. Okay. Yeah, you should. If you click the bird, you should click. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Um, there we go. Yeah. I think that's right. 15? Yeah. Nope, it didn't save for some reason. There we go. Thank you. Uh... Um, Burn if I can ask, Constitution saving throw. But yes, go ahead and ask. Um, how how does this map work for the the turtle looking ship? Once we get on deck, do you, are you able to remove that shell so we can see what's under I got there? I a whole right hand side to show. Okay, you. perfect. Because I was wondering how that's going to work. <clears throat> I think that's eight. I might be wrong, but rule 20 is kind of chugging, so we're just going to leave it. So you want to control Z for me, and I'll measure it out for you? Nah, it's fine. It's all right. Yeah, two, three, four. Yeah, that's E from where my captain was. Um, okay. The captain will spur the boat on, essentially. He says, hold her steady! Uh, you can see men being ready to kind of pull these oars in. They are running ordinances. The ballistas are going to fire one more time. Uh, left and right side. So if someone wants to roll me uh, d20s for those and add six. What do you need, Cody? D20 add 6? Yep. Twice, please. Uh, 18, uh, 12 plus 6, and then 18 plus 6 is 24. 18 Perfect. and 24. Um, do you want to hit the turtle ship, or do you want to hit the two skiffs on the left and the right? And try to sink those boys. What was all? Left, right. Left, right. Left, right. Okay. Goblins. Dex, dex. Uh, that's a fail for you. And this ship is destroyed. And that is a success for you. And that ship takes damage. Okay. Uh, Ozol. Your turn, bud. Fantastic. So Ozol will move. Let's see. 
180 feet to, which is, uh, well, I'm sorry. You said dash is double your movement? Yes. Okay, so I can, is this an opening here? Like where they yes, can access? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's, uh, so Perfect. you can either land on the shell or on the bow. Sure. So Ozol will, um, yeah, I guess land on the shell and uh, allow the, um, hang on, let me measure that. I'm sorry. It's okay. You take your time because uh, I'm going to end up moving you anyway. So, and then I can move an extra 70 feet to get to. I guess I'll just go 70 feet straight up in the air. Oh, you want to be a. Are you sure you want to be that high or do you want to land on the boat? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'll, I'll land so that they can depart. Okay. Let's see, that's. Uh, go ahead and move yourself to the right. There are three maps on the right, and I will start dragging up characters here for you to uh, see. Sure. I took off all the walls, too, so you should be able to do it relatively easily. Yeah, I'm just trying to orient myself. Perfect. Burn, if you want to put yourself on the turtle shell as Ozol does, like, a touchdown let you guys off go ahead and do that top right Dina, see I made boarding maps me? on the right where are you Deanie boy oh there and uh, that will be the end of my turn perfect uh, are you staying landed or do you oh, need so to that, that's why like, I said. Well, that's what I'm asking. Do you want to be touch go, or do you want to land? Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna land because even if if they hit me, I can just be Ozol again. Okay. But do I have any what? bonus actions? Let me just double check. I don't think I do. Truth be told, if I were you, since you're on such low health and you're kind of in a good spot, I would land on that upper part which would be the second map down below you, and I would use your arcane mana breath to hit as many I was just guys as I could. I was just looking at that, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. That's what I would do. I, yeah, I didn't realize that was a bonus action. So yeah, Ozol will... Um, where are the people at, I guess? Uh, so go down one. There's a whole crew. Oh, okay. So how can I hit right? those people? Oh, land on this deck here? Yeah. Just oh, put fantastic. on the map. Um, down which one more map. Yeah, right there. Perfect. Here? Okay, perfect. And then Ozal will cast, um, or not cast, but bonus action, Arcane Breath. The Arcadian Mana Hawk absorbs the magical energy that flow through the native land of Arcadia. When angered, they discharge a violent screech infused with magic energy. And that will be 38 thunder damage, a DC 14 save. Uh, if they fail, they're pushed 15 feet. Nice. And that's a 50-foot line. Okay. Let's go electrocute um, these which you want to draw me which ones I need to make saves for and I will um, I gotta add these guys to initiative here but yeah well I guess the best way to do it would be yeah just like that okay I guess cool. whichever hits more people I think it's like the yeah, same that, so. yeah 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 we'll do that uh yeah so 38 thunder with the DC 14 save perfect uh Zoltis go ahead and take your turn while I am loading up my, my angry Zoltis! 
It's our first battle together as brothers. Let's see what you're made of. For the love also, of God, the top don't roll of the number shell one. is slippery and wet as you touch down the chitinous shell. So, difficult terrain, if that applies to you, which means your movement speed is halved, or alternatively, if you get to the front of the shell, you could just slide off and onto the lower deck. That's uh, about a 15-foot drop. Um, okay, I don't believe I have any healing items. Like, I don't believe I have any potions or anything, right? I have only how, rations. How low is your health? <clears throat> I went from 73 to 46, so it's not severe, but I'm just, uh... Because I have lay on hands. Damn it, boy, okay. fight. I'll leave that for now. I just wasn't sure how that worked, but, uh... I'm gonna actually instead. You said it's a 15 drop from the shell. Yeah. There we go. Thank fuck, dude. I'm going to teleport down to the deck below. Nice. And I'm going to go. Is is this person counting as beside him? Oh, sorry, I didn't mark him. Is this guy counting as beside uh, Ozal? Um, Ozal, are you perched on the the bow, like on the blade? Ozal. Sorry, I thought I was on mute. Um, yeah, I, I would say I'm landed on the upper portion of the ship. Um, I'm going to say, up to you? yeah, I mean, yeah, he's technically in the threat radius based on his size. Yeah. Does that quote, does that give me an advantage then, right? It would. He's an ally within five feet of you. All right. So I use blessings of the Raven Queen as a bonus action. I teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space I can see. So, uh. I believe I can see the front of the deck there. And I, um... Jesus. Basically... Saving throws for all of them. I know, what the down. fuck? Jesus. Oh. What's your DC? <coughs> I'm sorry. 14. Excuse me. Oh, you have fails. to still make their check, sorry, for his damage. Oh, you're good. That doesn't affect any of your guys. Um, yeah, so he, basically I teleport down uh, 30 feet. And I turn into an ethereal ghost form when I do this for until the end of my next turn. Uh, I'm also resistant to any bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage during that time. And I'm going to use my main and sneak, and I should check sneak attack. Uh, yes. Go ahead and roll okay. it. So that way, if you hit, you deal damage. And it's my double-bladed scimitar. Yep. Uh, so roll so 28 hits for sure uh, and you deal 27 points of damage to the Hobgoblin Devastator oh should I have clicked advantage yes should I roll again or no yes. yeah go ahead Okay. Uh, you, might, you might critical Yep. yeah that's what I was wondering Okay. so I'll take yep. the first roll So it's uh, as I sh swipe out with my double-bladed scimitar, I cut into this beast. I don't know 
exactly what it was. Can I, with my passive perception, I can, can I tell what this is? Uh, yeah, it's a hobgoblin of some kind. I slice into his uh, into his gut with uh, my double-bladed scimitar. All right, and he is bloodied. Your whales from the grave ability. Oh yes, and I uh, can then pass that damage. Sorry, because I got sneak attack onto the guy beside him. Do you have tokens? Uh oh no, sorry, I have to crush it. Or can I use it? it does daily? That doesn't require tokens. Yeah, it's yeah. A daily oh, that's if he uses my proficiency. He can he can use a token to not reduce his total number for the day. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. so I go down one, and then I have to roll half of my sneak attack, which I think is three. Um, sorry, I'll put it in the chat. Sorry. Two, two, two d six. If you're a tenth level rogue. Okay. Um. um I'm trying to fix my hobgoblins here. So as I uh, use my sneak attack, the uh, ghostly forms come up and perform necrotic damage on the hobgoblin just beside the one that I struck. Okay. And after his turn, I want to use my uh, held action. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Since I guess I'm kind of standing over where they're at, like looking down on them, I'll just hit that same... Uh, Guy with the, the javelin. Nice. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Oh, I sorry, I did it wrong. Uh, fifteen for ten piercing uh, damage. Fifteen to the devastator. Sorry, my roll twenty. Yes, that hits. And ten piercing damage. He is now bloodied. I look up and nod at Burn, and uh, as he strikes the hobgoblin. Nice. Uh, Ozal, I have finally resolved your turn after getting a roll 20 to load. Uh, Thank you. You killed a bunch of dudes. Okay, perfect. Um, before Zoltus dropped down. Um, Zoltus and Burn, you managed to take one guy to critical. Uh, um, Burn, are you on the edge of that, that top part? I'm assuming. Yeah, You're looking down. Movement. Okay. Yeah. Did uh, any of them get pushed back 15 feet? Uh, yes, uh, again, my tokens are still trying to catch up here. Oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. sure. They're, uh, let me see. Okay, so it's just one, two. You rolled incredibly well, by the way. That was freaking hilarious. Two. You still killed a bunch of these boys based, based on the half I know, damage. But and they're it prone would... or are they just pushed? Uh, let me double check. I think they're just, yeah, they're just pushed back 15 feet. Okay. Uh, the left side has lost its upper deck. Oh, I'm sorry. That is the only oars on this deck. That's a different ship that has a lower deck oars. Um. They're going to be spinning in circles. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, unless Marius stops the whirlpool, but yeah. <laughs> now they, they cannot, uh, rules is written. You need at least one person to an oar to continue going without the sails. Uh, so they can no longer use oar travel. They have to rely on sails. 
Which, um, based on where you're standing, Ozol, I would say you tore up the left sail. Hell yeah. Let's go, baby. So I will mark that with an X on the map. Uh, that's Birdzall. Birdzall, yes. Thank you. How fucking dare you? So they are officially dead in the water, boys. Ooh, nice. I was going to say, to use the sails, wouldn't they have to open the armor shell? No. So actually, the interesting you would say that. The sails tilt. Uh, oh, so I see them. down, I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So. Badass. Way to go, Ozol. Birdzol. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Let's not ever say that again, but... Uh, what, what, Marius Rodari, <laughs> apologies for how long it has taken my turn to catch up on things. Thank you, everyone, for your patience, and shout out to chat. We love you. Thank you for hanging in there. Sometimes roll 20 slow, even though we love you. No, by, by all means, uh, this is quite the arduous journey to uh, do this. Sea, sea warfare is a difficult task, but uh, for my turn, I will continue to maintain... Uh, my whirlpool as my concentration uh at which point the i will continue to try and spin this thing uh i believe you will need to make a uh a saving throw for me otherwise the whole of the ship will take some damage and i don't believe i'm within range of any of the other creatures that i can cast any other spells on them of short distance so i will continue to focus on keeping the ship uh. stuck in place that is a 20 for vehicle handling from the... Actually, hold on. I'm going to give him disadvantage because his crew... Actually, no. He fails because he can no longer control the ship, even with the rudders and the sails and stuff. I'm going to say the ship is completely disabled and it is at your mercy. Well, the ship so will... How... 10 points of damage then and begin to and keep turning as I can't really stop the whirlpool unless I change my action. <laughs> but it'll take uh, 10 bludgeoning damage to the hull. Okay. Uh, the hull has 600 points of health. Um, 10... So, 550 left. For now. I suspect we will be crashing into it quite shortly. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Um... Stolos. Okay, I'm pretty sure I'm within range at this point. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, Let's go. If you're not in range, it's only 120 feet. You could fly, and I could put you on one of the lower maps, and you could dash, maybe? Uh, let's see, 60 feet? You could dash uh, it's, uh, and try and hit one of the deck boys. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try to shoot someone who's at least 120 feet from me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a whole left side you can make out if you scroll over to the right-hand side. Um, oh. Any of the boys on the left of that boat are capable of you hitting, and or there's a large, like, frog-like creature that's just squatting in the middle of these uh, angry boys. Okay. Which one would you like to try and hit? Um... Actually, I guess it would be kind of cool if I can hit the big frog guy. Yeah, do it. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a bender hob. A bender hob? What is that? Uh, I'll show you here in just a second when the character okay. loads. I'll show characters. Yeah. 
Oh, and the other guys were hobgoblins. I don't know if I said that or not out loud. <laughs> okay, so... That's a picture of what they look like. And their little bit of bio about them. They're big, yucky frog boys. Okay. Now, um... I don't really know how this works. I have a held action. Does that mean I can still do another action and a bonus action? You know, I, uh... Man. Technically, no, but I'm going to say yes because I was taking so long to load tokens and stuff, so just... I, I'm sure that in the course of actions, you would have said, Hey, Mr. Dungeon Master, can I use my, my held action? I will allow you to use your held action to move, if you would like, or to cast a spell. And then you can take your normal action, should you like to do that. Or normal turn, I should say. Yeah, I guess I guess what I, if, I, if I can, I'd like to uh, maybe just use the held action and then do my turn as normal. Do it. Okay, so as far as the frog guy is concerned, for my held action, I'm going to use Eldritch Blast on him. Did that work? 12 to hit 12. for 9 force damage. Uh, 12 is not enough. It kind of goes up and over his shoulder. 23 does hit for 7 piercing, or um, 7 force. Yes, and then... uh. For that one, I'd like to hex his strength, so I'll be using the hex spell. Yeah. Uh, then, <laughs> for my current turn, I'd like to, to attack him using magic missile. Always hits. Uh, uh, I don't know how many little projectiles there are. What level are you casting it at? It's just... I'm assuming just one, because it didn't ask me to change it. Um, yeah, so at the first level, you get three force darts. Damage. Yep. For six force damage. Well, plus one to each of those, right? Because she rolled two. My apologies, yes. So nine. Wait, okay. no, it's it's already plus one in the... Um, it's oh, is one it really? plus one. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry, I didn't highlight over it. So yeah, so six total damage. It hits. Now roll me a d6 for your hex as well. Okay. Um, Way to battle Stolas. Two? Minus two necrotic damage. Nice. Those beefy and hits. Then, <laughs> and then I'd like to use um, uh, a quicken spell, meta magic. Yep. To hit him two more times with Eldritch Blast. Hell yeah. Let's go, Stolas. 13 and uh, 25. 13 does not hit, 25 does for an additional 10, and again, that d6 for the hex. Yeah, squish Hell that frog. Yeah. Two again. Holy cow. My beefy boy's getting, is he at half damage? He might be at half. Damn, not so. quite. He's close. Let's go. Nice job, Stolas. Way to battle, Stolas. Way to battle. Fuck yeah. Did that win Stolas a bet? I, I don't know. I missed that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hear a clink 
from above that lands on the deck next to you as uh, a pouch, what you would assume, with 20 gold pieces are in it. And you get a, a wink and a scree from the the uh, um, air crook above you. Well done. Hey, where the ghost lost? You might want to <laughs> hold on to something and not be at the front of the boat. Uh, you hear from above you. Oh, will do. Uh, yeah, hey, I'm walking here. A couple turns before the boat is within ramming distance. So, still uh, yeah, I guess I'll like um, take flight, maybe. Yeah, I'm just gonna use my movement to fly up. Let's just say thirty feet. Sure. Do you want to go like diagonal? Or you want to go straight up and like hop on one of the sails to have the boat carry you? Um. Well, wherever I won't take any damage if we ram this thing. <laughs> so you want to be off the boat. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll just fly up vertically 30 feet and just okay. kind of stick around. Perfect. Go ahead and put yourself off to the right one square. Um, and then put the markers on for 30 feet up. Okay. Um, goblins are going to go. So the way that I have broken up the turn economy for the... Um, crew member of the evil turn is all of the hobgoblins that are the hobgoblin race will get to take their turn um, on the hobgoblins turn anything that is not a hobgoblin um, which is either a goblin or like the fucking big ass gabagool guy is going to take their turn on the goblins turn um, to spread out turns per enemies and that stuff so I don't take like 12 turns all at once Sounds good. Um, so, with that being said, nice. Uh, the Bender Hob, they are yucky monstrosities. Uh, you see him take one step forward and disappear into shadows as he shadow steps from here to the underside of the other sail on the left-hand side, casting a shadow over that area of the deck next to Ozol and the Stabby Boy. Bop. Um, with that, he's going to try and lick you with his tongue, Ozol. So I get lick one my tongue bird attack ass. and one bite. Um, Cody, in the interest yes. of fair play... Yes. Um... Do you want to roll a D3 for me? And one will be dark vision, two will be ethereal sight, or a D4 rather. Three will be greater comprehension, and four will be see invisibility. For Ozal's uh, third eye ability. Four. Okay, uh, see invisibility. You can see creatures are invisible within 10 feet. Okay, thank you. Nice. That's actually going to be extremely helpful here in just a sec. Um, does 19 hit your bird armor class? Uh, you know, I believe so. Let me just double check. I think it's 17. Give me one second. Nope. Shift, double click. Uh, 14 is my armor class, so that does hit. Okay. You take 3d6 necrotic <coughs> damage. Okay. Uh, plus 5. Oh, well, I'm looking at the wrong thing. And are pulled 5 feet if you're a smaller creature. So you take 8 necrotic damage. Okay. Um, that I need will leave you me with 7 hit points. Strength saving throw. 
Cody, how do I bring up that little circle thing that we had? Uh, you, you just click on it. Okay, so seven hit points. And then what do you need from me? Sorry. Uh, strength saving throw, please. Yep. <coughs> strength saving throw is a 21. Uh, okay, you successfully resist the pull of the tongue, so you are not swallowed okay. whole, which I don't think you could be because you're actually a ten. Um, ten is the Constitution saving uh, concentration check you need for me. Yes. Uh, seven. Oof. Do I get burns oh. bonus? Um, let me see where he's standing. No, because I said that it was fifteen feet. I think his field is only ten. Uh, odd or even odd <coughs> no you do not get his string his uh saving throw okay i become ozol all right let me just drag my little token ozol do you want to be in the water or do you want to be on the boat i was on the little i guess when you moved his token i would have been like on that where his like bottom right of his circle is do you want to be in the water or on the boat on the boat okay let me just find my token real quick. I was trying to give you an out, but I guess there's a whirlpool going on under you. I didn't think that one through. Yeah, I don't want to be whirlpooled. Uh, 24 to hit. This is another attack? The, the 10 misses. Yep. Two bites. So <coughs> the first one misses for sure. The second one... Um, I'm going to give you a 7 for that second one. Uh, okay. Uh, <coughs> you Excuse missed me. the Bender Hobbs reeking breath. That was a portent, by the way, for the mm -hmm. chat and the people listening. Uh, how does that affect... Oh, give us a description of how that works. As you... Oh, yeah. So, Ozol... Um, yeah, so... Um, the tongue attack hit uh, Bird Birdzall, I suppose. And uh, it was effective in breaking Ozol's concentration. And so, he shrunk down, feathers shrunk into his skin, his, ha his cloak and uh, clothing appeared... And then he went to bite Ozal, Ozal dodged, and went to bite again, and Ozal manipulates the flow of time such that he was able to dodge the second bite, which otherwise perhaps would have hit him. You get the Neo Matrix moment where you just your exactly. eyes begin to glow and you sidestep the oh, this nasty maw. Which is funny because in the art there's actually like an arm of a person hanging out of this thing's mouth, it has a chance to swallow and kill you instantly. It's oh, I awesome. thought that was his tongue. Damn, Ozal, no. you got ass, Ma. Uh, I guess you don't like being French kissed by frogs. No, no princess in the frog for you. Uh, that is the. Oh no, I gotta move my little goblin boys. My goblin boys. The gabagool. Um. Zoom, 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 zoom. Too far. Uh. Marius, will you please give me a charisma intimidation check? Certainly, I can do that for you. Uh, charisma intimidation check. I rolled a 10. Uh, I'm going to give you advantage because of the giant whirlpool. Uh, you are contesting the morale of these goblins as they see their boat be one. <laughs> totally, two, two of their skiffs have been destroyed. And you have taken out half of the people. Oh my! Natural God. twenty. Let's, Let's fucking go! Yes. D one hundreds, please. Okay. 
68. If only it was one more. Uh, 68. You leave a lasting remark upon these goblins, and they... Oh, they will spread the story of you throughout the land. Gain one renown. Uh, Ozol and the Jets, you have officially gained your first renown. Let's go. Of the group. Nice. Uh, someone put that in chat because I haven't put renown boxes down for you guys yet. Uh, maybe Discord under treasure uh, and add one renown and then we'll talk about the renown system. They will yeah. take cool. tail and they will use all of their actions to flee. I'm going to remove them from the board if you're okay with that, Marius. Or would you like a chance to shoot at them in a turn or two? I don't think that it's going to be That was for the regular no. goblins, correct? No, no don't attack them. Have, let them run away. Fear yeah, they, they need to spread our story. Uh, the two <laughs> skiffs will just tuck tail and run away. Um, the two goblins in the water, I forgot to make checks for them for the last two rounds, so they're dead. And the four that are on the sinking boat are going to <laughs> attempt to take refuge at the bow uh, as they begin to fight amongst themselves as to what they should do as... Oh, I got something for them. The bane has come for them. I got something for them, bro. Fucking goblin genocide, boys. Uh, that is all of the movement turns, I believe, on this level for creatures that are goblin-esque. Burn, bringer of dawn, the foehammer. Yes. There's a Smash big, these fools. big yucky frog right below you that is squished Ozol in between your friend and another stinky goblinoid. Okay. Uh, let's see. Also, Ozol, will you link your psionic scream? Does it do fire damage? Psionic scream? I don't know what that is. Or your, I'm sorry, your breath weapon for your mana hawk. Oh, here it is. Yeah, you just scroll up. I think it's thunder damage. Or lightning damage. Yeah, it's thunder damage. Oh, dang. I thought it was fire. I was going to light the boat on fire. I am going to... I'm going to try and get this guy to just surrender the ship. So I'm going to use command on him. Uh, will you link the spell and read it? Because he might be too far away and you have to have line of sight on him. I'm right next to him. Where you're above. Okay, so the captain of the ship is actually at the back of the ship. Oh, um, I thought the frog was the captain. No, he's just a big, big goopy boy. Yeah. Very the big. red guy? Slimy boy. Oh, the frog? Okay. Yeah. Um, Kill that frog, bro. You could yeah, tell the says, frog to, like, flee. It won't take... So, go ahead and link the spell. Frog and we'll, can swim. We'll some options. Uh, command. Level 1 enchantment. Casting time 1 action. Range 60 feet. A target that you can see within range. Verbal. Last one around. You speak a one-word command to a creature that you can see within range. The target must succeed a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. The spell has no effect if the target is undead, if it does not understand your language, or if the command is directly harmful to it. Some typical commands and their effects follow. You might issue a command to describe here. 
If you do so, the DM determines blah 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 blah. You cause it to flee, grovel. That kind of thing. So, as long as it's not harmful, directly harmful, and there is a whirlpool underneath this, so I would say jumping off the deck is probably directly harmful. Oh, okay. But you could command him to grovel Just or to hit him with your retreat. big sword. Or you could pull like a Super Smash Brothers Link and just down B. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna attack the frog. Cool. Um, so let's do that. Are you uh, gonna try and jump on top of him and drive your sword through his guts? Yeah, that'll be cool. Alright, uh, so here's what I want you to do. Give me a strength athletics check to vault off and land on the frog. And then two attacks at advantage. Oh, that's stealth. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> two Where's... attacks at advantage, being that you're. Oh, athletics. Off. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong. I was looking for strength. I saw ST, and I clicked the. You're good. You're good. Thirteen. Yeah. That's good enough for me. It's only fifteen feet, and I was going to say the DC is ten. Uh, you would have taken one d6 of fall damage. So roll me a d6, and you're going to translate that damage to the frog who cushions your impact. Yay! Nice. Uh, 1d6. 4. Okay, so minus 4. For, oh, not, not that. Minus 4 from his health. Um, now, give me two attacks at advantage as you are dropping onto him. With Horse Cutter. Here we go. Oh, I clicked the wrong thing again. Sorry. 27. Hits. And a 27. Nice. And would you like to smite it all? Um. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go burn. Divine smite is full. Uh, how many divine smites are you expending? I can do two, right? You can. Yeah, I'll just do two. So if they're first level, it'll be 4d8. 48. Let's go. 13. All right. 10 minus 12 minus 13. You see, as you land on top of this monstrosity, your flaming horse cutter cutting through it. You cleft him in twain as either blobby half fall off the front of the boat and into the whirlpool. Ozol, you see Burn jump off this turtle shell and just eviscerate the chunky boy. Well done, my boy. And you land with a thud (laughs) in front of two more goblinoid creatures. Um, I'm also, as a bonus action, I'm going to harness divine power and regain those uh, spell slots. Didn't you already do that? On the I did it one? once. I could do it three times. Okay. Just making sure. Perfect. Um, the captain will go. Oh, do I, do I have to do this one at a time or do I just do both now? For what? The Getting my spell slots back. They're done separately as bonus actions. Okay, I'll just do one right now. 
Well, if you did one earlier and you didn't do it, you can do both now, if that makes sense. I did it earlier. I was just going to get these two back, but that's fine. Right. Yeah, because you only get one bonus action per turn. Right. Uh, Marius, from the back of the ship, you hear the captain yell, Brace! And then you hear him yell, Drop your spell, cleric! Oh, no. He was... A hold action? Hold action? I'll release my concentration on my spell. Okay. Oh, as it was the, Marius' spell. Okay, cool. As the frog splits in two, I use my scimitar to take off a piece, a fracture of its soul, and I'll, uh, sorry, yeah, using buddy. tokens of the departed. And when a life ends within your presence, you're able to snatch a token uh, of its soul. A sliver of its essence takes physical form, and... Uh, if it dies within 30 feet of me. Uh, Holy shit! Uh, the soul trinket, while it's on my person, I have advantages on death saving throws, constitution saving throws, for your vitality is enhanced by the essence of the soul. Uh, when you deal sneak attack damage, you can uh, destroy one of your tokens oh no. to use Whales of the Grave. Uh, and there's an additional one I won't go through at this time but yeah i basically snatch a piece of the frog's soul nice hell yeah and it's a warm piece of uh obsidian that i tuck into my pocket cool oh no i fucked the boat boys well, fucked it up oh on the left oh there's more boats So Mars. many boats! Morris, will you take off the drawings? Why are there so many boats? Fuck. Okay, thank you. We'll just leave the top half over here. That's good enough. Uh. Okay. To switch gears here. Finally, the long awaited wave cutter. Marius, you are at the front. How do you take cover? Do you take cover in the blade, under the blade? Do you fall back? Mm, let's see here. All right. Let's take a look at the upper deck here of the ship. Um, honestly, I think maybe one of the best things I could do is just take flight. Yeah. Unless you want to go... Uh, into the boat as a docking procedure, which is what they are trying to accomplish. And take you right into the lower half of the boat. So are they docking or ramming? Sure, so... They are ramming, so essentially, to pierce through the hull to get inside the boat to extract their prisoner. Let's place me uh, prone, then, behind the ballista, essentially, to get as low as possible below the blade. Perfect. Yeah, you see the two ballista men? They will retract the ballistas and they kind of fold down inside and they will grab on to the interior structure. There's two handles inside that they will grab onto and then they grab onto each other and then you hunker down in between them uh, as the three of you brace together for this ramming action. Um, the boat... Everyone in the boat... 
rolled an 18 outside of you, Marius. Uh, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw at advantage. You're looking to beat a DC 18 dexterity saving throw. Uh, plus 5 because you are being assisted by a secondary person. 16. Uh, so 16. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had already you... declared myself prone, though, as well. So. Oh, okay. So I will just say... We'll just say you slide back a little bit, two squares or whatever on the boat. Uh, you, you you roll out of the grasp of these other gentlemen um, and land somewhere in the middle of the boat, um, not taking any damage because you're already prone. Um, Captain of the vessel needs to make a ship that's handling. Uh, <laughs> the Tortuga boat fails. The captain of this boat has a 19 total which succeeds uh he's able to maintain control of the ship and so the blade takes half damage of the crash you are crashing into a huge vessel so we will hit submit here uh whoa that is 51 points of damage and a critical hit Wow. Oh, that's just... I'm sorry. Critical damage from the bow. Um, which means yes. your blade only takes 25, leaving it at 75 hit points. And the other boat, since it critically fails, takes 102 damage as it punctures into the bottom hold of the boat. Um... Copy. Didn't this guy not want to sink this boat? They are trying to extract a prisoner in the base level. Oh. (laughs) It's like, okay, I guess. (laughs) Who's to say we didn't just kill them ramming this boat? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. It punctured the bottom, so it's going to fill with water. What kind of pirate is careful, though? Come on. You got to take your chances. Thank you, Stolos. Got to roll the dice. Uh, Map and background. That was a fantastic pun, by the way. (laughs) Bad fish. I appreciate that. I didn't catch it. What did he say? He said you got to roll the dice. Oh, nice. I'm going to say it kills the two creatures that are closest, leaving the one prisoner you need safe. (laughs) That's hilarious. Let's move you out of this lair. Delete. And delete. Okay. Uh, The extraction teams of the lower deck will begin to pop out into the lower part of the ship everyone up top who is not braced I need you guys to make dexterity DC 18 saving throws or you are thrown as this ship collides with that ship Uh, what is burn's bonus plus 5 I'm going to use my 14 portent plus 5 is 19 nice Uh, dexterity yes sir Seven <laughs> plus five is twelve. Eleven. I don't think I get my own bonus. Twelve. Yes, you do. Do I? Right? I think so. 
I don't know. You, have you to do. It. It, it, it's automatically added to your saves. You don't have to add it again. Yeah, so I only got seven. Oh, burn. Uh, roll me 2d6. Six. Oh, my God. Um, a couple things happen. Ozo, I need you to roll me 2d6 as well. I rolled uh, my just regular 2d6? Yeah. I rolled my hobgoblins Seven. as a total of a group check. Okay. And they rolled a one cumulatively. Oh, which means everyone up top is thrown seven squares which puts them off into the ocean sorry you needed a dex check from me and Ozal <laughs> and from our anyone on, on our party as well on the ship correct and at advantage for us because we're close to burn uh, you get a plus five to your check because yeah just roll your check burn. normally so just normal add five uh, thank you did the captain go overboard as well? Oh, oh nat 20. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Zoltis, you fucking almost 30. 29 for your dexterity saving throw. Not even uh, You take no damage. Burn, however, is thrown. And you rolled what, Burn? Six? A six, yeah. Okay, you're thrown 60 feet out. I gotta drag you back to the other map here so we can get you on the map. My, my uh... Nat twenty does. It. I'm I'm too far to help him. There's nothing I oh, can yeah. do for such a big boy either. If I was even close enough. Yeah, I think you're about as big as my leg. Yeah, I figure I can't do anything, <laughs> even though I'm that dex, that uh, acrobatic or whatever. Uh, this is not entirely accurate because these boys should be further out. Oh god, I'm moving the whole boat again. That's like ninety feet. Six squares. Oh, you said six, 60 feet. Squares. Okay. I left it ambiguous depending on how big the map is. I'm going to go back and listen to that because I think you said 60 feet. I might have said feet, but the actual, if you read through the rules on the RAM, it says squares. It's 2D6 squares. You read squares. through the rules. You're over here saying I, feet. Uh, the wave cutter. Um, <laughs> let me scroll down here so it we can get the seven, audio on here. Seven so squares crazy. in your roll as well. DC but yes, he did say saving throw. Squares. Creatures who are taking the brace action are given advantage on the save. On a failed save, they are thrown two d six squares towards the bow of the ship or from the opposite direction of which they have been rammed. You are thrown into the water. You are welcome. You are on the top left map. Uh, burn. Make an athletics check as you begin to tread water. Athletics. I'm pretty good at that. 29. Not 20, baby. Oh! I was going to say if you rolled, <laughs> yeah. rolled lower into the teens, I was going to make you see if you could hold on to horse cutter. But with a critical hit, I'm going to say you have the I'll ride him like a surfboard back. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to say you managed to hold on to the sword. Um, and you can choose to sheathe it or not. That's your choice. But you are now in the drank. Uh, you managed to get rid of all of my boat boys who are also now in the water, angrily flailing. Uh, the Hobgoblin Warband. Let's see if we can go for broke on this, huh? Let's do uh, strength saving throws. Nine. Okay. 
they do not tread water well as they begin to sink under the weight of their armor. Ozal. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question, Cody. Yeah, yeah. If Ozal jumps off the boat and polymorphs into a megalodon, what happens to, when he hits the water? You take fall damage equal to anything past 10 feet, which you are 20 feet above the water. Uh, burn, I'm not going to give you fall damage. I should, but you critically hit your athletics, so I'm going to be a nice guy since you're already in the drink. Would it make more sense to jump into the water than polymorph? Probably. Burn took no damage because he elegantly dove as he uh, was knocked off. And then He's also, a- my next question He's- is, how does electricity affect the water? Uh, it's, like, splash radial damage? Why? For lightning bolt? I mean, if you're going into the water, you're, I mean... No, like, from the... I guess like if I walk to the side of the boat and lightning bolt like this, um, what would happen? Would you like to use an enchantment? I don't have any. Okay. I mean, I guess I could just jump into the water and normal. Megalodon and eat the captain... I don't. I mean, you're not gonna save Burn. He just got a nat twenty. He's fine. He's in the water swimming, but he is still in heavy armor. Put him on your back, and then then I'm go just saying. eat him. Okay, yeah, I'll jump into the water. Uh, what is the check you need for the damage athletics? Um, yeah. Or acrobatics, whichever. Uh, fifteen. Athletics. Actually, 15. hang on. A- acrobatics. Uh, yeah, that's by, by the way, salt, salt water is highly conductive compared to fresh It water. is, but if I add that in, like, it'd be one thing if you had an enhancement, right? If we make yeah. it a standard rule, it's going to get abused. Uh, you take You're eight. not wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You take uh, eight um, fucking bludgeoning damage as you hit the water. Okay, uh, 58. Uh, Ozal will then uh, transform with Polymorph into a Megalodon. Which is a 40 to 60 foot long shark that weighs between 10 and 50 tons. Yes. Um, Let's go on the safe side and say it's 60 feet. So let's give you up another category here, huh? And he will swim under burn and then surface so that burn can ride the dorsal. Oh, the fucking boat. I'm going to move this to the map layer. Shark Zol. Let's go. <laughs> I like how we just put Zol at the end of it. <laughs> yes. Burn, you see your your best man friend in the whole wide world duck down and Star Loss? Turn into a sh- oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. How fucking dare you. Turn into a shark. I take it back. I'm gonna eat Burn. <laughs> uh, make make an attack. An attack? I would never. Yeah. Why would I attack him? I was talking about Zach. Oh, <laughs> I see. Sorry. Let me put you in front. There we go. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, Burn, you're on top of Sharkzall. As he. Sweet. Races to save you. Uh, Zolthus. Let you... me just double check. Um, 
I mean, in theory, you could move him around elsewhere if you want to. But. Yeah, I have a little bit more movement, so I'm going to start moving towards the... Um, I guess if you want to drag burn on top. Yeah. Do, I'll start moving do, towards the people in the water. Do we even have to? <laughs> Can we just let them die there? Uh, yeah, you notice, Burn, that they are, they have let go of their weapons, some of them are flailing, but they are drowning, they do not swim well, they rolled a 9 for their athletics check, so they are furiously treading water and not doing a great job of it. Zoltis. Maybe we should save them. <laughs> like a I mean, they were, paladin. Half of these guys weren't attacking us, so... Zoltis, you are on board the boat by yourself now on the main deck. You have a couple options. You can hear the cacophony of scraping metal and wood and the rushing of undercommon and drow language as you hear them jumping out of their boat, crawling through the wreckage and trying to attempt to extract a prisoner. Or you could run off and land in the sails and get back on the boat that you were on. Sorry, I'm on mute. Uh, the stairs right in front of me lead down to the lower deck. They do. Uh, is that right? Uh, and, sorry, I hear them scuttling below my crewmates. Uh, yes. All yes, right. you do. Uh, I am going to... I'm going to step down the stairs, uh, which I think, it, if I'm reading this right, that's 20 feet of movement to get to these stairs. Yeah. And then I'm standing, I guess, on the stairs another 10 feet behind uh, our masked... Uh, Go down one more layer. That's it. Our masked... Uh, guy here uh, with the kind of steel-looking mask. Yes. Okay. He's attempting and to flee up the stairs. He's fleeing up the stairs. He was attempting to, and then uh, it is not his turn yet, so... Okay. Um, have I surprised him? Probably not, right? Oh, yeah. He didn't know you were there. He thought he was going to have a whole support crew, and now the ship is taking on water, and he has people behind him, who I have not put on the map yet, and you. From my perception, is this our target? He does not look like anyone else on board, so you would assume so. And, um... We missed the briefing, sorry. Was this... Is this target... Uh, they were a prisoner, and were they're quote-unquote friendly then, right? No. They, have, oh. they were never marked as friendly. It is an okay. extraction of information from this prisoner. That's all you know. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm going to... If... Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to understand. If I attack him, can I, like, incapacitate him in a way? Or um, slow him down if I attack, like, his... If you choose to Ooh. not do sneak attack damage, which I don't think you can do... Well, I guess he's surprised, so you can do it. Uh, sneak attack damage is always lethal. There is non-lethal non sneak attack damage. And give me a perception check. Yeah, I'm wondering if I can, like, incapacitate him, like, cut his leg or something like that. I don't know, something like that. 
uh, perception in the skills section, right? In the skills? You got it, bud. I'm looking too high up. Oh! Read your rolls, please. Uh, 27. That is a critical hit. Roll D100s, please. D100 will be... Uh, 71. Um, you... Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense for you. I would just give you extra information instead of giving you the critical hit on the perception check. Anyways, uh, you notice a couple things right off the bat. One, he is very lightly armored. They are wearing a robe that has this... Um, swirling multiple dragon head symbols uh, at least five and they are different colors uh, that makes a pattern across him he is wearing a silver dragon mask that breaks off into different types of dragon head crests that kind of matches up with the symbol on his chest you would assume based on how high your perception was if you were to hit him you would probably kill him in one hit being how lightly armored he is okay um his eyes one eye is glowing a dull red color, and the other is normal. He is not casting a spell, nor does he have any magic. He has his hands up as he sees you coming down the stairs. Can oh, I hold my blade to his throat and threaten uh, telling him not to move any further? Uh, yeah, you want to give me an intimidation check as your action? Uh, okay... Can that count as persuasion? Or no? Yeah, I guess not. That's One's asking nicely, and one's, I'm going to kill you if you move. Okay. <laughs> should have thought that over first. I should have looked right. at my uh, skills. Uh, he's not very intimidated, but he... Your, your deliverance is like, stop! And your voice kind of cracks. I'll kill you! Right? It's your first time out with the with the boys. Uh, he believes your threat, but he is not necessarily intimidated of you personally. So he will just kind of hold his hands up and he says, I surrender. I, uh, grab his hands that he's holding up and pull them behind him and bind them with, uh, a rope on, that I have on me, uh, sure. or some cloth. Yeah. He, he allows you to do so. He offers no resistance. Uh, I have hemp rope. Sorry. Oh, hemp. It's extra strong. Okay. He is officially bound. Uh, do you walk him down towards the wreckage and into the ship? I do. I move him as far as I can with my remaining movement. I think I only have ten more feet, though. We'll just say for ease of use, you are on board as the, the team kind of helps pull you and him up and into the ship. Um, extraction complete. Marius. Sounds like uh, he's got him back on the ship. Uh, yeah, you we see need him. to make, make our way out. Yeah. Yeah, so, you do. Uh, I shout to the captain as I come in that we have uh, our target, maybe. Okay. Captain Durden, I think it's time to reverse our course. Perfect. Uh, yeah, do you want to stand up or are you just going to lay down and gawk. Uh, I'll stand up from my prone position. Uh, I don't really have any spells I could cast that could help extract us. 
So if he is not offering any resistance, I will continue to just stay here and be ready for anything else to come up. Sure. What's your passive perception? Passive perception, 23. Okay. I'll private chat you. Uh, still lost. Yes, finally. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm still kind of outside the, uh, the boat. Um, I'm not hearing much from where I am, so... Stolas is going to go ahead and, uh, I guess, land back on uh, the, the main boat that we were on, not the enemy ship. Perfect. Um, can I perceive, like, where any, anybody else might be? Because, like, all the guys got knocked out of the boat. <laughs> um, he saw that. Yeah. From where he was. But, but can he hear anybody uh, maybe returning or? Um, give me uh, just a quick perception or tell me what your passive perception is. Oh, uh, let's see. What is my passive perception here? Uh... Where would that be? Uh, bottom left, uh, just under the skill section, it should say, like, a number in, like, passive perception or passive wisdom. Oh, okay, uh, it's an 11? Yeah, based on your 11, you can hear, uh, you can see Zolthus go down the deck, and then you hear him yell, FREEZE! <laughs> Stop right there, criminal scum! Um, and then you hear Marius yell up to the captain, WE'RE GOOD! Uh... And the captain will begin to bark orders uh, for the ship to run out the run out the sticks and back up. And then you hear okay. orc, orc, orc from the water as these poor boys begin to sink below the waves. Well, I guess this would be as good a place as any to kind of hang out. Uh, just in case, though, uh, I will ready a spell in case I need to attack anything. Okay. Sounds great. Um, the goblins don't have a lot to do they are, they are utterly in awe that this boat rammed through managed to throw a bunch of people off they saw a man turn into a shark they saw a whirlpool um, there's flying demons the, from the sky uh, burn that's your turn my guy okay um, I'm gonna have um Ozal swim over to these guys in the water because you know he's a shark he can't really think all that well how um, dare you just how dare you talk about sharks all like that well he's got the size of a brain the size of a shark yeah I'm like a massive shark though that's a massive brain mm, I don't, <laughs> how big is the shark the brain way. Anyway, shark. Burns off. just trying to feel smart, all right. Uh, where's the captain? Oh, he's over here. We're gonna swim over to the captain, I guess. Wherever the guys, captain when you is. get a chance, please Google the size of a shark brain. It's hilarious. You guys just want to eat this poor fucking boy. 
in no. the water. No, no, I we haven't we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, um, I'm sorry. Jesus, I, I it is tiny. The judgment. Holy <laughs> shit! That's, That's a point zero zero eight. Ooh, I'll got him. Eight oh, percent wow. of the total. You're not wrong. Um, hey, you know, some people would say eight percent is pretty big. I anyway. So like what are we? Looking what are we doing here, Burn? Looks like something else. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and reason with this guy. Animal handling. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, the per persuasion as he begins to drown and is terrified of the shark. Yeah. Okay. Uh, core persuasion. At oh. advantage. At advantage no. for sharks. No. If it was intimidation, maybe. Oh, let me try that. Or I already rolled, so. I mean, you already kind of rolled. I'll make a charisma check just to see what he thinks. Oh, 20. Uh, he he will just hold up his palm and bare his, his clanned teeth at you, uh, which you know, based on your passive perception, is, is a form of hobgoblin pride that he would not accept your help even if you offered it. And then, oh, I'm not offering him help. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. He, he flips you the bird, essentially. The the equivalent. Alright, a fate worse than death. I hope Come. you choke in Tiamat's claws. He says in common as he's swimming. Command. Command. Oh. Surrender. Uh... Uh, yeah. I guess, let me roll yeah, fuck, it? dude. You Why got me there. Keep, why does it keep doing what? that? I gotta make a wisdom saving throw. Right? Yeah. Come on. What's your spell save? 17. What's your spell save, Dean? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, spell save is... Uh, where, where is it on my thing? I always forgot. On the spell page, top right. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I was on the spell page. Uh, 16. Damn it, he beat me. <laughs> as, he's, as he's drowning. <clears throat> he, just, he just... He doesn't even care. He will Does not he be die? Sick. He is unbroken. No, he's still treading water. It's not even his turn yet, but yeah. I can't do anything because it's not his turn. So you could, you could try and... I mean, you pretty much have done your action at this point. You cast uh, a spell. Wait, was that... Is command an... Oh, it is an It action. is one action. Yep. Um, and you used your bonus right. action to guide sharks all over there. I did? Yeah. You said I'm going to guide him over there. Yeah, and I'm not handling his... Uh... Yeah, I'm going to count it as you... Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, do you have a bonus action you want to try and extend? Uh... I, I, I don't know, but I don't think you got I'll anything just, left. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry. I'll, I'm just going to get one of my, my spell save back. My... <laughs> <laughs> fuck fucking fuck let him die <laughs> okay alright uh, Captain Durden will begin to roll out the sticks and attempt to back the ship up here's to hoping we do a good job D20 18 plus I try those all <laughs> for 24 map layer map layer the ship will take its full move backwards oh Oh, gosh darn turtle ship. I'm, you know what? This is, this is getting out of hand. 
the punctured hull of the ship begins to take on copious amounts of water as it begins to suddenly sink. Uh, not not all in one turn, but it's going to take some time, but it, it's going down. Uh, the Hobgoblin Warlord is going to make a strength check. Oh, he pretty... Oh, they're clinging to life! They rally in the face of you. Uh, they don't have any weapons because they've dropped them all in the drink, but they will uh, They will attempt to swim past Ozal. Ozal, would you like to make a... A fucking... Okay. Yes. Opportunity attack, I take it you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I'm going to push you back a little bit so I um, like these boys. That would be a bite, so plus 11 to hit. Yep, uh, and D20 your is a 17. So you can hit at least two of them. Oh, 17 hits. Uh, three plus 11 is 14. The 17 was for the captain. Oh, okay. <laughs> not hit. No, 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 no. It's... You misunderstand, Ozal. 17 is enough. That hits. 14 does not hit. Why'd they all move to the right? Well, that's where they're swimming. I didn't they mean to swim drag that, that far, fast? but no. Holy shit. I, okay, so then um, for the captain, um, it's a uh, 23 piercing damage. Oh. And oh, he's swallowed. Uh, the captain and his first mate who are swimming next to each other, because you are so big, I'm going to give them both to you as oh, they God, enter fantastic. the belly of an Ozol. Uh, the rest of them will use their whole action to dash and attempt to swim away from you. Um, as they they just tuck tail and begin to run, essentially. Fantastic. <clears throat> Zolthus, Marius, Stolos, anything you guys want to do on board the ship as you were dis... Wait, was coupled? that my turn? No, that was your reaction. Did yeah, I think you skipped you? my turn. I was 12.12. Ozal. Would you like yeah, to make Ozal. a reaction? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm nice. gonna. So you said when I bite, I bite two targets. You can bite two, yeah, as long as they're adjacent to. And target. then I'll, yeah, and then I'll tail attack another two. So one, <laughs> two for the bite. Okay. Tail attack for the other two. To be fair, we did give them a chance. Uh, for the bite, it's a nat twenty. Okay, there's so a 30, <laughs> 31 for the tail attack. It's a fifteen plus eleven. It's a twenty six. Uh, um. So two of them are swallowed, and the captain and the first mate take 3d6 acid damage, which is 10, from being in the belly of the hit, beast. You manage to get two of them, and then with your tail attack with the sweep, you manage to get four of them. Oh, um, fantastic. And they are fucking dead. They only have 11 fantastic. hit points for those little boys. <laughs> um, is the captain and the first mate dead with the poison damage after the bite damage? Make an insight check in your little sharky brain based on the shark stats. Let's see. Insight. Uh, which uh, one is it? Intelligence? intelligence? I believe so. 12? Uh, you feel him thrashing around inside of you, but he doesn't have any weapons, so he's just clawing at your innards. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and I will move... Uh, to here to block the escape of oh my God. these guys. I ain't trying to have I'm no Iron Man 3 villains where they come out the last episode. I'm like, assuming you go under and back up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <coughs> Correct. As to not incur attacks of opportunities. Exactly. Okay. Well, fuck. Alright. Zolthus, 
Marius and Stolas. You guys are on boat. What would you like to do, Zolthus? Uh, so Honestly, I'm kind of sad that I can't, yeah. from my line of sight, see any of this epic shit happening. You just hear, like, this horrifying, like, bone-crunching sound as, like... It's this like crazy with that. <laughs> <laughs> the boat capsizes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you can see Sharksaw and Burn uh, fighting off these poor defenseless hobgoblins in the water. Would you like to attempt to make an attack against them? Do you have anything that'll reach that far? Uh, I don't have anything that'll reach anywhere close to that, so I'll just watch. This is amazing. <laughs> Ozal's just there's just chum in the water, frothing with blood. Oh, and then I'm gonna hit these bad boys on this thing right here. Oh, oh fuck, I'm be... chumming. Well, you, I will say you probably oh, want to leave them alone. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> what the fuck? Other guys left. Well, you know, the more the merrier, right? Plus, they have no way of going anywhere. That that ship is capsizing. It's just on a different layer of the map, so I haven't fully sank it yet. It's only a matter of time before they die. Oh, okay. That being said, there's some barrels and shit out here they could try and cling to, but I'm, they're not going to go very far. This um, is the greatest episode we've ever done, Cody. Oh, dude, it gets better. We're almost done, but it gets well better. Well done. Yeah, this is amazing. Uh, Zoltis, you're chumming. What, uh... <laughs> Oh my god, I'm about to bust! Can we please get a shirt that just says I'm chumming and it has like Ozol and Burn a shark? And just blood in the water. Ozol riding, our Burn riding Ozol. It fades down into live and let dice. Like in red. TM, 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 my idea. Uh, Dean, if you want to get on that drawing, that'd be fantastic. Does Dean ever take his armor off even to clean it, or? Dean is an enigma about that. You'll have to ask him. Okay, this is wondering. He's if currently he's... in the water. Okay, so that's what he done, bro. I'm going to, uh, I'm indecisive whether to go to the top deck. I don't think there's much I can do there, so I kind of want to see what transpires down here. Uh, well, they're chumming, so. Will uh, you get tokens from me eating them? From seeing it, or no? No, it's too far away. Oh, I see. It's like I can't feet. see through the port. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm way too far. Yeah, way too far. Uh, I think then I don't have... I guess I could hold action, but there's not much else I can do, I think, at this point. Yeah, I'm going to stay down here with this group to see what goes on next and hold action. Marius of the Radari of the Vistani clan. And Jill. Cleric. Paladin. It's your turn. Chabelle. Chabelle. You're muted, I mean, I, I really don't have much to do if we're, like, trying to withdraw the ship and uh, not deal with the battle boat anymore. Could. I will continue to monitor here and kind of just watch to see if anyone needs any help or assistance. But Ooh. it looks like we mostly have everything under control. Yeah, uh, there is a draw you have not yet encountered who was at the very front of the boat on the very bottom side. They have their hood pulled up, and you can make out six eyes as they are holding some sort of tentacle-like creature in their hand, and they are just kind of petting it, sitting at the front of the boat. What in Elm's name is that? Bogalit. Not sure. <laughs> they are definitely not chumming, though. Uh, 
Do I recognize either of these creatures? No, is this is not something you, you have encountered before, for sure. Okay. What, the oh, shark? shark? No. In no. the boat. You're not there. Uh, bottom right. I wouldn't have either when I stepped in. No. Well... Either you creature. might have heard a rumor about the small creature, but it is not the kind of thing that you would associate yourself with, typically. Cool. Okay, well then that, I have nothing some, to do. Some freaky drow shit. Alright. Stolas! Uh, oh, I guess we took your turn first. Goblins. Um, they're content to hang on for dear life out of the waves. Burn. Yes. Um, I'm just along for the ride at this point. You don't want to swing? No swinging a mish. I mean, a swing better. You got javelins. I, Try and poke one in the eye. Yeah, there's a javelin at him. He's only got 11 hit points, and he's—I mean, he's swimming, so. Alright, can I throw two of them? Sure, you want to draw two javelins and make uh, two two attacks? Two yeah. strong attacks? Why the fuck not? Let's do it. I'm assuming I have, like, magical javelins that just appear from nowhere and... No, you just I, have, like, a quiver of sticks on your back. Like, a six or seven of them. I, <laughs> we probably should start like tracking a, javelins, but yeah. Like a bundle of sticks, maybe? What would you call sure. it? Uh, they're like, uh, whoa, I know what you know that's how called. We can flavor it? That's called the. F <laughs> <laughs> oh, please finish your joke. Please. No, I can't. Oh, I'm waiting on bated breath because I haven't heard this one. Are you kidding? No, I haven't. <laughs> well, I'll tell you at the end of the show. Uh, uh, it's probably racist if that's the case. It's not. <laughs> okay, so javelins. Here we go. There are two javelins. You're only uh, looking... 24. Dot, that hits. 20. That also hits. Uh, you're not going to be able to reclaim these because they're thrown, but you pull up two hands and whoop, whoop, throw both of them uh, right through his eyes as he just... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. One in each eye. Skewered and dead. Looks like beats back on the menu, boys. Dead. Never seen anyone double fish javelins before. It's a it's a highly sought turn. after fighting style, um, very Greco Roman. The boat, I guess, will push forward over the wreckage to come and pick y'all up. I don't know. That's what I can come up with. I love it. Oh damn! We could have went up and shot some ballistas at the goblins on the. Oh, 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 oh. Good call. Damn. I should have done that, yeah. On these, uh... uh you want to tell them to... Oh, well, you're on the lower deck. These Damn. guys. Yeah, I should have teleported up or something. Stolos, you want to tell them to fire since you have a hell action? You know what? Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Which one do you want to hit? The one that's almost dead or the one that's dying? Oh, I guess both would be equally hilarious. Uh, I guess the one that's almost dead. Here, here hold on. I can help you out here. <laughs> I have the power as the dungeon master. Are you ready for this? Yes, I think. Because not only can you fire one ballista, but now... You can fire two. <laughs> nice! <laughs> you can snipe burns, burn a nose, also kill. 
Let's do it. Uh, roll me two d20s. Well, and add six to each. Two d20s? For a total of 18? Uh, so 21 will six? hit, 9 will not. Uh, I'm going to say the one on the right is the... The, the 21, and... <laughs> Ozol, you hear a sploosh as you see one ballista kind of go high and over the one on the left. And then you hear a and feel this concussion through the water. Burn, you're sprayed with ocean and blood as this ballista, poor, poor man with six health left, is just crumpled under the water. Nice. Uh, Ozol. Do what you do best, my friend. I want the chat to know that we did give them a chance. Who's all in the jets, baby? Uh, the captain and the first mate take uh, another 3d6 they're uh, acid yeah, damage. They're dead, dead. Should we, uh, just to, to, for the chat, should we let this guy live or should we kill him? You guys got like 30 seconds to decide. You decide! There are oh, gobbles that have escaped. Yeah, but this is a different one. That's a different species. He's like a little monkey man. He's a hobgoblin. He's just the, like a monk boy. A few more seconds for the chat. If not, he's gonna get chomped. If not, we can roll Otter even for it. How does that sound? <clears throat> I like that. Alright. Spare him. Let's see. Uh, odd is dead. Even is spared. Can you roll it publicly? I can't. Yeah, let me click off GM here. Odd or even. The result may shock you. It's even. He is spared. Ozol will swim up, and right before he reaches him, will swim away towards the um, uh, boat. I, I forgot their turn order, but I'm going to give him a contested strength check here just to see if he... 21. Yeah, he will uh, not understand your machinations, but start making his way towards... Really? Can you roll an intelligence check for this dingus? Why? What? He's a, I want him to know a, he was spared. Warlorded bro Oh no, he understands that. He's just swimming to, you know, the closest piece of debris to not die. Oh, we could give him a ride. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's give him a ride. Alright, you wanna pick him up in your mouth and just blow him? Yeah, blow I'll just him? drop him here and then go back. Yeah, All let's right. do that. Yeah, your shark teeth, uh give me a give me a dexterity sleight of hand check to use your sharp maw of a mouth. Five. Uh, five plus five plus five. From Dean. Ten. Ten. Now Please. roll me just base damage on your attack. Uh, what is that? Let me see. 3d10. I don't want to kill him, though. That's alright. 24. <laughs> I don't think that would have hit him, though. A five strength would not have hit him. Uh, no, it's the lack of motor control in this form is what I was shooting for. Oh, okay. But he, he understands bloody. that he was spared. Yeah, you at least take a leg. I'm, I'm just saying. You fucking whip him on the deck and he hits the deck with a blood splatter. And then Bernie uh, and I will go back to the ship. Alright, you go back to the ship. Um, if you look at the wave cutter, under the bio information section, the cool thing about this boat is it's light. Uh, you have hanging lanterns that cast bright light over the deck. Rigging. Uh, rigging on the ship can be climbed without an ability check, so you can just do it. 
Cool. I will drop concentration and then climb with Burn up okay. the side of the boat. You and as that. Ozal looks over, he will bow to the one-legged hobgoblin as a sign of respect. You absolutely mangled this guy. You want to know the best He'll part? A sign of this respect. Will, <laughs> this will forever be the day that you almost caught Captain Sharkzall Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> the boat finally capsizes, taking with it all the lives. Whew. Yeah, almost done, boys. I, I kind of owe you a long one for for the last time. Hell yeah. Well done. Um, I don't have any loot to give you currently. Because most of it sank below the sea. But I can give you an additional point of renown. Bringing you to two points of renown. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. Renown is get a, a one in the point game. Also for okay. sparing... The hobby boy? No, because he died anyways when the wreckage sunk. Oh, damn it. Um, the ocean is calm as your prisoner has been taken aboard. The renown system... Well, maybe we'll get into that next episode. You have two renown. Note that down in Discord. About 30 minutes passes as you secure the ring on the ship, patch up the front end of the blade, keep a lookout for anything coming through, reset all of the oars, secure your prisoner, and meet back on the main deck where the captain congratulates all of you for a job well done and welcomes you to meet his captain, Jarl Axel, who is waiting at the abomination. Wait, what? The abomination. This is, is a the captain of the captain. Yes, this is so. The captain of Brigand the Earth. Oh, there was the, somebody helping us, right? That we couldn't see. He was like he, below deck or something. Oh no, we're not to that yet. That oh, shit's okay. coming. Wait, I'm sorry, Cody. The person we just rescued is the captain's captain. No, the captain's I captain believe. is not here. He he is on oh, a ship called the Abomination. Yeah, another ship, yeah. Yep, and the captain begins to set course to meet up with that ship to give you a formal introduction to the leader of his entire privateer gang, essentially. The privateer king. Yes. I believe, yes. We've, we've succeeded in our quest. We can now ask him any questions we wish. You can. And I'm going to ask him so. how cool it was if he knew a guy that could become a shark. Yeah. You, you are open for questions for like the next three minutes. I'm going to ask him if he's ever had any dreams of dragons. Wow. Is he a fan of Imagine Dragons? Um, wow, we have to think of these questions right now, huh? Yeah. Um, I guess which my, my question would be, which vessel would you assign us to, Captain? He smiles and he says, the wave cutter. Not a finer crew could be had than mine. You simply did exactly what we do every day, and you have helped the Commonwealth without even knowing it. Wow, I didn't know you could become a shark. Um, I will ask the captain's <laughs> you captain. You guys do this um, every day? 
I'll say that um, is our job. We provide provisions, information, safe travel for the flotilla. Captain, if I may ask, who was the prisoner that we rescued today? Ah, she is a dragoness cultess that is carrying information of which we have not divined yet or interrogated her. That is not my job. That's Jarlaxle's job. But she, from our understanding, is an emissary who has vital information about the next steps of the Cult of the Dragon. What is the uh, Cult of the Dragon? Make a wisdom perception check as you say that. All of you. Uh, Ozal got a 27. Uh, wisdom. Marius Midori with a 33! Critical. Marius, are you still below deck or are you on the top deck talking to the captain? I didn't actually ask you. Uh, I hadn't said anything about going upstairs. Ooh, nat 20! Two nat 20s? What the hell? Nice. So is this under saving throws? I got a four. No, skills? Perception. Oh, perception. Wisdom. Yeah, I was looking for wisdom, too. I was like, where is it? <laughs> I rolled a uh, 22. Damn, we rolled really good. Yeah. that's. All. You're going to thank yourselves here in just a second for that. Marius, I had private chat you a message. Do you want to read what that was? Uh... That's okay, I can tell you. He, he has an ongoing spell effect on him. That he does. Who does? The captain? No, the prisoner in which you took aboard your vessel. They, with their hands bound in front of them, kind of lean down for their hood. Huh? I could dispel it. Uh, If you were down below deck, you could, but you are not currently. No one told me. And Marius, you see them pull a whistle on a chain from their neck, and they blow into it. As that happens, it makes no sound... But they look up at you and smile as they lean back against the hull up front. No one checked them when we brought them on board? No. It's been Guys. all of 12 seconds. Guys. Well, it's been 20 minutes. It's been 30 minutes. Did anyone pat them down of the crew below here? No, you just you secured them in the hold. It's they a do whistle. This. That Why was your job. You <laughs> they, they do this every hold day. On. I thought they would have checked them. I have more information. Wait, I thought he put the, the tide her hands behind her back yeah it's a she right i'm confused i did i did rope it's a he i'm confused well, the guys just said she was a dragon cultist oh i might have messed up the pronoun that's my bad they are a dragon cultist how did she blow the whistle of her hands are behind her back they're tied in front of her back to be secured to the post in the main hold how did she blow the whistle still dude it's around her neck on a chain Okay, so it is a woman. Yes, yes it is. Okay. Okay, a lady dragon cultist. Maybe she's a shapeshifter. God damn it. Oh god. Marius Fridari. I blame Badfish. This is all on Badfish. Burn Donbringer, Zolthus, and Ozol. You hear the crack of wings and the surfacing of creatures as dragons 
pour from under the ocean and from the clouds in the sky. What do you Okay, do? what is happening? She was prisoner on another boat and didn't do this? Marius, you have 33. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the first action. I feel like I'm As taking you hear crazy the shout pills. dragon. Dragon, dragon. Go across the top deck. What do you do? Time to abandon ship. Uh everyone, we we need to get into Ozal's secure space. Everyone on this ship. Okay. Um okay. Still us. Well, uh <laughs> I assume that Marius knows exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> so I'm going to get ready to jump into the uh the little space that Ozol's gonna make, hopefully. Burn. Uh yeah, I guess me too. Doesn't really make any sense, but Captain Durden. Uh, the captain begins to look around, uh, gathering his navigational tools. He will slowly and calmly walk below deck into the front of the hull, and he whispers something to the person with the six eyes. What does he they begin to chant under their breath. I'm assuming we are all gathered under Can the hold at this point. Marius or I perceive what he whispered? You could try. I'm going to roll Arcana. Can we both roll that, sorry? Yeah. Okay, mine, mine's just not very high, so... I rolled a two. <laughs> Dude. An 18. How are you rolling so many ones? He whispers, Webway Protocol to the Arcanomancer. As they pull back their hood, you can make out six spider-like eyes that go from the top of their head down to their cheekbones on their face, and they have two large mandibles that create this acidic venom. Um, as they do that, you hear a tearing noise in front of the ship. Would anyone like to attempt anything for a reaction before this spell finishes. Um, can Ozal roll an arcana check to understand what spell is being cast? Yes. From the magic words? Uh, 12, I guess, plus if I'm next to burn, 5. Uh, that is enough. She is plane shifting. Oh, nice. 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 That is badass. Let's go. Uh, may I tell the listeners what that is yes go ahead um you and up to eight willing creatures who link hands in a circle are transported to a different plane of existence you can specify a target destination in general terms such as the city of brass on the elemental plane if you're trying to reach the city of brass for example uh you might arrive in its street of steel before its gate of ashes or looking at the city from across the sea of fire at the dm's discretion 
If you know the sigil sequence of transportation circle on another plane of existence, the spell can take you to that circle. If the teleportation circle is too small, told all the creatures, they appear in the closest unoccupied space next to the circle. And, uh, yeah, it uh, can transport many people at once to a different area. As that is happening, the ship begins to glow with runes on the inside of the ship kind of appearing all over it you realize that she is not transporting eight characters but the entire vessel itself as it plunges into the very powerful well specifically designed magic item I'll just give him some props the last thing I will leave you with this evening other than my semi-mediocre grammar is this image here as you plunge headlong oh hold on I actually have to bring all of you over I wonder if the boat will do that nope token layer does not do it um sorry it was all give me two seconds I'll just put you guys down here into the far realm. Dude. I have been your host, Cody Jehey. Thank you so much for watching our wonderful stream. We'll catch you next week. Or in two weeks. Well, two excuse weeks. Me. Two weeks. To figure out what the Webway Protocol is. Goodbye. Jumbo babies. Bye. Bye, everyone. Take care. Mario, say bye. Good evening and farewell.